from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Have you pooped yet? Like this morning? No. no, since you made those burgers the other night and posted them on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. I poop every single day. I've never seen a burger that fat before. I've never seen somebody make a burger that big before. Oh. I that must have taken an hour to cook. Burgers. No. It was like, the fattest burger I've ever seen in my I life. I to cook. Like, I was outside for 20 minutes, maybe? That was... Mm. Go check out Mocha. What's your Instagram? Mocha Frap. M-O-C-H-A-F-R-A-P. Go look at these pictures. And I, I have to applaud you because I'm a huge fan of winter barbecuing. Awesome I get all... Ass. I love it. I get. I put the hat on. I do the whole thing. I shovel all around the barbecue. That's exactly I love what it. I, I stand out there. I get a drink. I stick the drink in the snow. Keeps like, it cold. Yeah, it keeps it cold. It's perfect. I'm a huge fan of winter barbecue. Uh-huh. But you posted a shot of these burgers that you were putting on the grill. Yeah. And my wife made the burgers, by the way. These burgers were so fat, uh-huh. like huge, that they would be, if you took the burger bun and the burger and you put them side by side on the plate, the burger was thicker than both stacks of the bun. Pretty much. No, not pretty much. These things were huge. Would you zoom all the way in and start measuring? No, 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 no. Also, <laughs> also, you made like eight of them. Yeah. How many did you eat? No, I ate one. Yeah. Jenna ate one. Right. Cruz ate one. Okay. And then... What, like leftovers? Yeah. Anytime oh we cook anything... God. I don't know about you guys, but anytime we cook anything in our house for dinner... Yeah. We always make enough that we could have for, like, lunch the next day. Oh, yeah. I don't do that. We always, always, do, always, huh? always have leftovers. How, did you weigh those burgers? How much How much do those burgers weigh? Oh, a lot. A lot. I did That's not like, weigh them, but they a, were a lot. Like, I know that we're used to the world of, like, what a quarter pounder looks like or what a double sure. quarter pounder. Like, we know we know what that kind of meat looks like. Yeah. But this was, if you want to put it into context, I would say, going by the picture, that if we're using, say, a quarter pound patty, uh-huh. right, it was four of them stacked. Maybe three in a bit. It, this was I. Those burgers were almost a pound each raw, guaranteed almost a pound each. Yeah, probably. That's a lot of meat. Probably. That. That's why I asked you See, if you pooped yet. Oh yeah. Because you yeah, had, yeah. Wow, Every that's day. crazy. Regular bowel movements. That's, if I day. had a burger that big, yeah, I'd be like June. But, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. You and I. Here's where you and I uh, are opposites, right? Yeah. And why we're made for each other is that I like okay. a big, thick burger. You do yeah. And you crazy. like skinnies. Thin. Yeah. But the way you eat a burger yeah. is you always double up the patties. Yeah, but even still, even even when I make a double patty burger, man, I'm not using that much meat. Oh, I would huh? no, because if I smash down, if if I had a burger, put it this way, okay? Yeah. If I had a burger that was the size of the the burger that you made with that much meat, and I smashed it down the way I do them, right? Yeah. Like I smash it right down. I would need a bun the size of a frisbee 
Nah. Yes, I would. Ow. Yes, I would. Like those wimpy burgers? Have you yeah. seen the wimpy burgers? Yes, I would need that. They're friggin' long and yeah. wide. Yeah. You know when you go to okay, you know when you go to the keg and they put that that round loaf of bread in front of you in the middle? Oh my god. That, that's so enough good. bread for four people. Yeah, I love that's it. the size of the bun that you would need for the no, burger. Yes, hundred percent it is. It wasn't the 100%, size. Yes, it was it not was. the size of the bun that I yeah, ended up yeah, using. No, 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 because you didn't smash it down. <laughs> I don't even know. Open your mouth. I can't open your mouth right now. How do you even get that thing in there? Like, those burgers were That's so huge. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. We, uh, we got this text from Roz and Mocha fan Greg. Please ask Dammit Maury to spell the word croissant. Oh. Okay, C, croissant. C-R-O-W-S-A-N-T. Oh, my God. Dude, first try. Done. No. Oh. That's wrong. <laughs> did you spell, did you put a W in it? Croissant. <laughs> Croissant. Try again. <laughs> C-R-O-W-S-A-U-N-T-E. Croissanty? <laughs> okay. okay, go go, go again. Go again. Okay. Go again. C I'll try a different way. Yes. C R A U Right. S mm-hmm. O U G H. No, you were Croissant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you know it's French, right? That's why I put the GH. So 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 maybe say it in a French accent. Croissant. To, okay. Croissant. Qua C oh qua qua Q W. Uh-huh. Right. Q W Qua A Q W A S A U T E apostrophe accent groove. Did you say accent groove? Yes, accent groove. Oh, no, David Moore. So, C R O I S S A N T. Quescent? Yeah. <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How is your wife, Jenna? She's good, thank you. Saved in oh. your phone when she calls you. What comes up? Uh, just her name. Like, just Jenna. Just her first name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? I no, I was just—I got on a thread about how people save their significant others in their phone, and people find it weird when their significant other lists like their first and last name in their phone, like like very oh, yeah? formal, like yeah, oh. yeah. One woman said that she changed her husband's name from OK Cupid Guy Number Three <gasps> to his actual name, but that only happened five years after they were married. Oh damn! Um, <laughs> <laughs> What about okay, Cupid number one and two? Maury's is husband. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Mine's just, I think I just have her as Catherine, Catherine? Holland. Yeah. No, I think I got first and last. Oh. And yeah. how does Matthew have your yeah, name saved? Yeah. Maury? Maury. Oh, damn. Yeah, I got, yeah, I, could, I do first and last. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But is it weird? Is that weird I to have first and last? I think so. No, because you probably put that in your phone before you guys like when you first started going steady what i put catherine's phone you can't say that they were dating (laughs) first of all iphones didn't exist when i started going out with catherine yeah i guess so okay so then you put it in when you guys were together you put it in first and last name like that sure why not you don't see anything wrong with that though yeah but you don't find that weird because people find that really weird i'm trying to see they find it very weird my contact list and like i would say Majority of the people in my phone, I have them listed as first and last name. No, but just just your significant other, because that's the only one that matters. 
Nobody else cares how you're listed in their phone. Mm. Like it's Matthew just... is Ma- Matthew's husband, but my dad is Frank Sherman. Right. What is Matthew? What are you saved in Matthew's phone as? Maury. Maury. Yeah. <laughs> so Matthew saved in your phone as husband, yeah. and you're in Matthew's phone as Maury. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great relationship. <laughs> Glad the feeling. Yeah. Mutual. No. It could have I... been worse. I could have Matthew as business partner. No. 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 <laughs> Don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> Please no, you know what? You know what, Maury? You know what you should change Matthew's name to in your phone? As soon as he calls you, it should just come up on your screen. Quick, think of something. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Maury. Quick to change that contact right now. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So a ton of texts are coming in right now. I found out my fiance had my full name in his phone. And when I raised heck about it, he changed it to, quote, Power Bowl with Avocado. (laughs) His name is Brandon, and he's been Brandon Berry Muffin in my phone (laughs) since the beginning. It's clever, and I'm never changing it. Uh, Somebody else wrote and said, I have all of my family, including my mom, with first and last name, not mom or husband, because if someone steals your phone and texts people asking questions, uh, they will text people like mom cell first. Oh, geez, you got some secrets. (laughs) Uh, Somebody also said, uh, I also have names listed first and last. Uh, Somebody else wrote and said, I think it depends how full your phone is. If you have a lot of people with the same name, uh, you're going to want to specify so you don't accidentally call the wrong person. Um, Let me see here. Matthew wrote in, not damn it, Maury's husband, Matthew, but Matthew wrote in and said, uh, everyone in my phone is first and last, even my mom and dad. Wow. (laughs) Uh, My husband is listed as first and last name. Uh, I don't find that strange at all. No, me neither. uh, A bunch of different uh, answers from everyone, but you have Catherine first and last name. First and last. Dammit Maury has husband Husband. listed for his husband, Dammit Matthew. Matthew's description is just straight up Maury. (laughs) Right. And in my phone, Jenna's name is just Jenna. So when I switched over to iPhone, a lot of the old contacts moved over, so I just looked, and my ex is listed as the ex. Why do you still have your ex in your phone? Because it switched over. Like, But, but like, are you think he's going to call you? No, but what if there's an emergency? <laughs> oh, God. you got to <laughs> always keep him one toe in that other pond, huh? Yeah. One little, one little toe. That's weird, man. Yeah, that's weird, dude. No, that's I just, weird. I, I just, you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's a part of history, right? So you want to just be able to. What if something happens? What if you need to reach them? Why would you need to reach them? What? I is still the have his laundry basket. <laughs> oh, so in case he texts him, be like, bro, I need my laundry basket back. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. That's the, the. But the only reason why Maury kept the laundry basket was because keeping one toe, <laughs> one, keep one option. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. What's going on? I'm looking at the property listing for the big mansion that's in Schitt's Creek that's for sale. Oh, and? It's expensive. <laughs> you going to put in an offer? It's very expensive. Oh, i got to talk to the bank first. Yeah, it's just outside Toronto. Or I guess, no, it's like somewhere, I don't know, in like one of the rich neighborhoods that you only drive through when Waze tells you to. And you're like, this existed in this city? Okay. It's called uh, La Belle Maison. Oh, stop You know it. what people name their homes? You yeah. can't afford it, right? Absolutely. Like when you look at a listing and it starts with the name of the house, yeah. you can't afford that house, man. Also, it's not in English, so. Right? You know, it's extra fancy. Yeah, like you can't afford it. It's 24,000 square feet. It was built to resemble Versailles. I guess that's why it's got that French name. Mm. 
Why do like rich? I don't even know. Like, did you ever see that documentary where the that Florida couple? I think they were a Florida couple, and yeah, he owned like he owned motels. Yeah, it was and like they, the Queen of Versailles. Or something yeah, the like Queen that? of Versailles, and is they they, they tried to build a, a house too. Yeah, that was like the biggest house in America or something like that, and they wanted to model it after Versailles. Yeah. Anyway, this place is giant, uh-huh. and it has it's nine bedrooms, sixteen bathrooms. Wow. Um, but the property taxes on it. How much? How much? Sixty-two grand a year. No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Maury, Maury just put his head in his hands. Sixty-two grand a year. The property taxes. It does have an attached garage. I saw that in the listing. Um, and you have to do the lawn. What's that? And you have to do the lawn. Maury, if you are buying, by the way, the house. It's it, the house is for sale for fourteen point nine eight mil. I wow. will say this inside is stunning. It's not. It's gaudy. That's Wait, why, they, that's the, why the, they used it in the show. The mansion from like episode one. When yes, they get they, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. When yeah. they repo everything? No, it's not. It has a beautiful staircase Whoa. in the foyer. No, this is like, it looks like a courthouse. Like. I didn't think that that was a real house. It, no, no, it's a very real house. I thought it was a set that was built. No. And so they, do people actually live there? And I think I that they have a replica of the Sistine Chapel over top of their dining room table. Oh, you douche. It's <laughs> out of here it's with that. It's been for sale since 2018. Yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody wants it. Nobody wants this house. Because you look at this listing, and the thing the, the only thing you think of is, my God, if I pay $14 million for this house, yeah. what is it going to cost me to get it to not look so bloody gaudy? I know. I know. But a what lot. if you like that a lot. You're going through years and years of renovation. Yeah. Oh, like I years. love gold trim. <laughs> no, everything is just hard and shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Maury. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Maury's interested now. Yeah, there's nothing. Maury's <laughs> <laughs> like, let me call the bank real quick. There's nothing. Sixty-two. What's the property yeah. taxes again? <laughs> Sixty. <laughs> You're trying to make deals with people. I'll Wait, pay the property tax. How much if is you it? Pay the mortgage. Fourteen point nine. Fifteen See, million dollars. If you dollars. won the sixty million lottery. Yeah. Recently, you could buy that. Yeah, but you wouldn't though. I, nobody would advise you to do that. No. But nobody the, would like you're going to run out of that. money quick. How how are you going to pay yeah. that property tax every year? It's not like a one-time no, yeah. but a one-time but payment. The house, away a couple million you live off the interest. The house is so gaudy. Like and oh my god, it's like the railings. You know when people have really intricate railings? Mm-hmm. You're like you got too much money, man. Like you Throw cut a couple, your hand on it? Oh god, it's just I don't even know what it looks like something out of Lord of the Rings. Oh. You know? Like when you're You shall not Yes, pass. that's exactly the railings look like something out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but I'm with you because when you watch that episode of Shit's Creek where they live in that big house, I thought it was a set. Yeah. And the the directive to the set designers was make this the gaudiest looking place for for unbelievably pompous rich a-holes yeah right but they did they literally just went okay here's the key yeah (laughs) like that house exists and i'm not saying the people it's a lot closer than you think thank you (laughs) (laughs) here we go the roz and mocha show podcast yo rebecca it's roz and mocha what's going on oh my god how are you I can't believe you actually called me. Of I can't course. believe it's happening. Thank you for your text. Um, this is the uh, what we got from Rebecca Ross. Mm. I miss listening to you guys live on the radio so much. I've been listening for three years now when I could. Weird story, but my ex introduced it to me. <laughs> the only reason why I don't, quote, dislike him. Oh, wow. Uh, I took a break so I can hear everything and no. be completely caught up. I've been binging the podcast since December, and I am currently on episode 52. You're literally playing all the time at my place when I'm working from home. It's pretty sweet not having to listen to COVID updates, to be honest. 
Uh, miss you both live on the radio so much, and hopefully I'll be caught up soon so I can listen live again. Also, I hope I could hang out with Maury once COVID isn't a thing anymore. I feel like we would be best friends. Wow. P.S. Sorry for the long text. I'd be pissed if someone sent me a text this long, too. <laughs> Hi, Ron. Hi. So, Rebecca, we're almost at like 230 podcast episodes, and you're already at episode 52, or you're only at 52. So there is a lot that has happened between episode 52 and where we are now. And like a lot of the storyline, thousands has, of things have happened, changed completely. And you've managed to avoid, I guess, mm-hmm. any spoilers at all, huh? Exactly. Every time I get in the car, I just like immediately make sure it's not on radio. Wow. Rude. I don't want to what a diss. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to have, like, there's, I'm not about spoilers. I don't watch trailers for that reason either. Right. So you're trying, I understand when somebody is going through, you know, a show on like, you know, HBO or whatever, where there's, you know, 10 episodes, you can avoid spoilers. But you literally have hundreds of episodes in front of you. And we just keep mm-hmm. adding to that stack and you're still trying to avoid spoilers. Exactly. I'm going to make it. I'm going to catch up to you guys and I will text you once I get there. Oh, my. <laughs> God. So, uh, what was the last thing you heard, like that you remember from yeah, the last episode? <laughs> Maury playing the recorder for Roz's birthday. God, oh that's, geez, that's like season seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, Maury. The best. He's so funny. Like we, we need more Maury's in the world. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And what so, else happened on that episode? Uh, he was releasing Halloween. Oh, God. I think it was episode 50, 51. I, like, fall asleep to you guys as well, so 52 is a little bit blurry. Right. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you also play 5 and 7 if you still play that game? It's so funny. And I try to play it as well. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. You don't even know if we still play that game, Yeah, huh? you don't even know. Don't tell me. <laughs> we, could wow. have, we could have made an announcement on episode 54 and said yeah. that we've canceled the game altogether and we'll never play it again. But you don't know because you still got to re-listen to episode 52, go through exactly. 53, and then get to 54 to see if that's what we say or not. <laughs> hey, are, do you, in the episodes that you're listening to now, are we playing Pinched? Yeah, you are, and you and you just discover that you're using the same pins. Like Maury doesn't throw them out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh boy, oh, yeah. you got a lot to listen to. You got a lot. You got a lot yeah. of show to come. You love pinch, huh? Yeah, I'm living in the past, and I'm okay with that. Like wow. I don't want to be in front of anyone right now. Jeez. Okay. Hey, what happened with you and your ex? Why'd you guys break up? Honestly, it wasn't a big deal. Like I guess we're like still friends. I, like I can't not be someone's friend if you introduce me to Roz and Mocha, right? Um, you want to set you like you are you trying to hook up during COVID or what's what's life like for you? Not at all. No. No, not it's, too, to it's too difficult, huh? Yeah, I'm home all the time, and like my dream is to be a radio show host, and like obviously that didn't happen because I have a career right now. But uh, <laughs> it's nice to vicariously live through both of you guys and Maury, of course. Oh, okay, what do you do for a living now? I work in HR consulting, so I don't get to bring joy like you do. I get to help people, like help help companies discipline employees. God, people hate HR people. <laughs> I know it sucks. I never tell anyone I work in HR for that reason. I, like if I'm going out, I'm like, well, before COVID, I'd be like, yeah, I work in marketing. Yeah, hey guys, 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 yeah. calm down. Okay, <laughs> my, my wife works HR. Okay, <laughs> I just remembered that. <laughs> I just remember that. My wife works HR. Okay? I just remember Y'all need to that. chill with HR jokes. I, I, still yeah, gotta, I still gotta go home after this. I completely forgot. Right? Oh, I gotta lucky. go home.
after you're, this. You're lucky. I had a whole HR routine I was about to launch into. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rebecca, it was great talking to you. Um, we're going to hang on to your number because we'd love to talk to you again uh, in the future. And you have our number, so text us anytime. Um, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, Mocha, because you have a crazy laugh and so do I. I try to hide it. Uh, but Raj, you're still looking cool, dude. <laughs> we don't say that anymore, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, anou- we announced that on episode 55, I think it is. What? I'm just no, kidding. you're the best. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. I love you lots. Bye. Have a good day. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha, how are you guys? Yo, Fabian! What's up, dude? Yo, 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 man. Yo, Fabian is on a high. No pun intended. I saw a picture on Fabian's uh, IG the other day, the Raza Mocha weed that he's growing. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the, the two plants, the Raz plant, the Mocha plant, to create seeds. We had babies, Raz. Oh, we did? Yeah, and I saw on IG that the seeds that Fabian planted not that long ago, they started producing buds. There's what? like little there's, plants. Right? Little, there's like little, little tiny little stem, tiny really, little leaves, huh? and they like all of them started sprouting, right? Oh, yeah, all of them, dude, all of them. I get, last night, uh, I spent the whole, not the whole night, but I spent the night uh, taking them out where they were. Now they're in Dixie cups with some soil, <laughs> and they're ready to go. Uh, wow. Yo, and how long, does this yo, pro- so, how long does this process take? Like, when, it, when does it become a full-blown, smokable thing? Uh, three months from now. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait, yo. I can't wait. So you guys remember when I called you guys back, back when, and I said, hey, man, I call you guys, and I still get butterflies in my stomach? Yeah. Yo, man, when I was posting about that, the, the like, the showing everybody, man, I started, like, getting all the butterflies and, like, sweats and stuff, man. Like, <laughs> yo, it was the happiest day, man. The happiest day of 2021 <laughs> was coming to my house and seeing all those seeds pop and all those little leaves just, like, you see the little green leaves and the little stems, yo. Happy man, <laughs> you're like, you're like a proud father. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You guys should be too, man. You guys should be too. You know? Sure, like, yeah. And yeah. I will it's say you. the uh, the comments on on Fabian's IG, it's just crazy. Like the demand for the Razamoka strain of weed that really, Fabian's huh? growing. Yes, and it's Family Trees nineteen. That's the account, by the way. The demand it's is it's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's at a hundred percent right now. That's wild. Yes, That's so it's wild. All man. you guys. It's all because of you guys. I've been telling you, man. It's you guys. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily us. It's you. You're the one that's sharing the the growing process and everything, and and being so kind to people on IG who have questions about how to grow and how to be a farmer. Oh yeah, man. And anybody, man. And I'm down. Man. Anybody wants to learn, like I said, even like you know whoever, I'll I'll come to their house after COVID and set them up, and like I'll show them everything. You know what I mean? I'm no problem with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, baby, a big house visits. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll help people out. Why not, man? Share the love, man. Ah, you're the best. You know? That's awesome. But like I said, yeah. One one week last week I planted the seeds and now we got little plants. So this thing's gonna start flying, man. There you go. Oh. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you so much. It's all because of you. This hard work is for you guys, man. Uh, I want to show you guys how much I respect and love you guys. And the only way I could do it is with weed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the exact same way you would do it if you wanted to show us how much you didn't love us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, once, once COVID is done and I got a harvest, Maury better be prepared. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And he no. can bring Diamond Matthew, too, man. And I'll let, everybody's going to get lit. Bro, Maury's Mar- <laughs> going to be like a guy who just flew back from Thailand. He's going to be quarantining for two weeks in a hotel that he's paying for after he hotboxes with you just to make sure there's no smell on him. That's so true. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, man. We'll check in with you soon. I love you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. <sighs> Yo, you see uh you see the snow in New York City? It's wild out there, huh? Bro. So as of like I think overnight, Central Park had 3.5 inches or 9 centimeters. Dang. So early this morning, Bill de Blasio announced a state of emergency which means that all non-essential travel is restricted just to the city. The National Weather Service warned that up to three inches of snow could fall per hour. Wow. New Jersey, Connecticut, and New York City uh, today with some some parts expected with blizzard-like conditions of nearly two feet or 60 centimeters of snow. (laughs) 60 centimeters of snow. Keep it there, NY. Hey, we had this conversation at my place, and I know Cruz... Your your kid isn't yeah. doing a lot of he's not doing like online school and stuff like that. He's still too little for it, right? Mm-hmm. But here's my thing with online schooling. Okay. If you live in a city that gets a horrific amount of snow one day, yeah. there should be a snow day. Like if you would typically get a snow day for going yeah. to school? Yeah. I mean uh... Yes. If you want to be cool, like if you want like if you want to be legendary. Yeah. Have a snow day? Have a snow day. Let kids go outside, do the whole thing, even playing alone, right? Like yeah. even even just even just the idea that they could log on in the morning and their teacher could go, oh, my God, guys, look out your window, snow day, and then he just hits end call. And then it's just like they're just free to do whatever they want. Like that would be such a legendary move. Like an ep- it would be such an epic teacher move to I do agree. that. I agree. But I don't think that they would because they're not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, their argument's going to just be, hey, it's online anyway, so why does it matter? But kids are missing out on so much. I know they are. Kids are missing out on so much. And the idea that we could get another massive snowstorm or anywhere across the country could get another massive snowstorm and kids who are doing online online learning don't get a snow day. It is such a ripoff of youth it is such an incredible disappointment so are you setting the challenge out to school boards across i'm telling the country? you i am Who's absolutely gonna be the school board that steps up that gives the kids a big snow day jeez the next massive storm that rolls through yeah i don't know it's like every kid in the country is suddenly all like the kids who live in vancouver who never get a snow day <laughs> no. you know sorry, I mean? Vancouver. Yeah. You're excluded well, yeah, from sorry. You don't get much snow. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I'm not apologizing for that. Uh, but no, I really do. I would, I would put out that challenge to any anyone. Can I, and when the storms come, because we're we're not out of the woods yet with winter. But when the storms come, you got to yeah. step up and you got to be cool. You just got to be cool once, even if you've never been Listen, cool before. You got to be cool and give kids a snow day. Manitoba and and Alberta oh. got it on lock. They're like snow day every day. What are Please, you talking about? I know. We can't implement I, this. I know, right? I know. Asterisks. Yes. <laughs> beside what it is you're but trying I'm, to accomplish. I know, I'm here. just I'm telling you though, it's a real it's a real ripoff because you know, that's it's a rite of passage for kids. At least one a year you get a snow day, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Not, not in my house. My no, dad? No, Are you nuts? 
You still had to do, you, like, your dad would make up math for you yeah. to do on a snow day. <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> no? Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's your name? My name is Eden. Hi, Eden. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to say hi, and I've been listening for four years now. When I first came up to Canada, yeah. I started listening to you guys because I'm from Barbados. Oh, nice. And it's great to hear you guys. I've been calling for three years. Three years and never got answered. Wow. Oh, damn. How old are you, Eden? I am 10, actually. 10. So when you moved to Canada from Barbados four years ago and you experienced your very first winter, was it what you expected? Awesome. I hated summer. Oh, you hated, hated summer. Oh, really? It, it wow. sucks. It's too hot. It's never cold, and I like the cold. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Coldest in the house. Wow. And so how did you find the show when you first came up here? Because you would have been like, what, like like six? six? Yeah. Yeah. So when you go into the car, it shows numbers. And the first one there, so you guys were the top radio station, was Kiss 92.5. Yeah. And I went on to it, and I saw you guys. So I listened to you guys. You were fun. You made jokes. I like Maury. He's funny, but dumb sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. And then what, you just started listening when you were six and then just haven't stopped? Mm, I, Yeah. Haven't stopped. It's great. And then my brother listens to you guys on the podcast in the morning, and then we're laughing, 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 and wake up our little brother, and everything goes well. Wow. Thank you guys for making my morning. That's so nice, Eden. Thank you. Okay. Can you bring Maury in? I have a joke for him. Hey, Maury. Oh. Eden's got a joke for you. Come on in, my love. Maury, Eden. Eden, Maury. Hello. Hello, Maury. Okay, go ahead, Eden. Why didn't the bicycle move, Maury? Because it was too tired. Good job. <laughs> I broke my own rule. <laughs> Which is what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you know the amount of times Maury has asked somebody when a I joke was... and they go to answer it and Maury goes, no, 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 just say, I don't know. Yeah, don't you know how jokes like he, work? Yeah, he, chast- <laughs> he chastises people. <laughs> do, you got a, do you got another joke, Eden? Mm-mm. No, that, that, that was it, huh? That's oh, your one joke go, and, Maury. and Maury ruined it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, Maury, Eden's 10. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, boy, that was that was like the big moment right there. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, thanks, Mar. Eden, okay. we love you lots. Thank you very much for your dedication right. to the Raza Mogi Show. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Oh, wait, before we let you go, because you've been listening to the show for four years, uh, between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is going to be so hard. Mocha was my favorite until I was listening to the podcast, and he said, do meat lovers, not Hawaiian pizza. And then Raz joined in, and I'm like, oh, no. Who am I going to choose? And I'm not going to say Mari because I do not want to get ended on the call right (laughs) wow you listen listen i'm going to pick roz you sound you sound very unsure (laughs) i feel i feel like you want to say me but because i said i don't like pineapple on pizza i just i am disappointed because i do not like meat lovers pizza but i would eat it i like everything i eat everything right but i Choose Hawaiian over Meat Lovers Pizza. Well, you will be happy to know that I absolutely uh, do not care how much or often I disappoint 10 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Wow, Ron. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You're you're saying at 10 that you're disappointed in me means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of love to you, Eden. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm 10 and 11 on February the 15th. Oh, happy oh, birthday. Nice. Happy early birthday. All right. Thanks. You take care. Bye bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see this Amber Alert that went out in Texas? Oh, Jesus. For a missing five year old. 
and the suspect was his father, 28 years old. And then I guess Texas PD had to come out and apologize for the Amber Alert and said, I don't know how this happened. This is a mistake, glitch, whatever. But the suspect that they had here listed as 28 years old, blue eyes, hair is either red or autumn, gender male, eyes blue, height 3-1, weight 16 pounds. 3-1, 16 pounds? Race. They had listed as other, colon, doll. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> it was Chucky from Child's Play. And the missing child was his son from the movies Glenn. What? Yeah, this is an actual Amber Alert that went out in Texas over the weekend. I don't then, understand what's happening. And then the Texas Police Department was like, we have no idea how this got out. Wait a second. They put on an Amber Alert for a doll? Yeah. And, like, somebody read that and was like, okay, description, um, red hair. Like, somebody went through and filled out all the information. 23 inches before tall. Before this went out. <laughs> Six pounds. <laughs> how does that even happen? Right? Like, was somebody just mucking around with the, but that has with to, the program? But that has to go through multiple humans. And then, in order, like, hit send? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't have to By go accident? through. Maybe it doesn't have to go through. I don't even know how that could happen. The uh, Texas Police Department said, uh, this alert is a result of a test malfunction. We apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. So was that just, like, some form that somebody had filled out and then they just ran the test, but the test went live? I guess. Is that the deal? I and, That's uh, what I assume. I assume somebody went through, and I don't know if this is like a new template that they have that they were testing out. And they're like, right. oh, it'll be funny if I throw out these pictures and all the criteria here that I have to fill out. I fill it out <laughs> based on the Chucky doll, based on his son, Glenn, who's also a doll. Was that, is that? Spoiler alert, yeah. So wait a second here. So was it the bride of Chucky where they had a kid? Yeah. And the kid's name was Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. Like Chucky can sound terrifying. Like when you look at the face and the knife and the little overalls and everything else, like Chucky's a terrifying name. Yeah. But Glenn has never been terrifying. <laughs> there has never once been a Glenn who has intimidated anybody. Am I wrong about that? Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, Glenn, you're making a lot of Glenn's Glenn, angry out there. Glenn was the name? Glenn was the name, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. And Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Rose, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi. Hey, so what's up? What's going on? What's on your mind? So, yeah, I'm 28 and I really want to live on my own, but my parents 
don't want me to. Okay, so yeah, Rose, this is a complicated issue, and we've actually talked to so many people that are in a very similar situation to you. Uh, maybe not at 28, but uh, your story is not uncommon. You say that you come from a very traditional Asian family where you live with your parents until you're married or you just never leave. You're 28. You have a boyfriend, but you're not ready to move in together. You want to move out and live on your own, but the thought of it gets your parents angry. The thought has made your mother cry, and she stops speaking to you. Wow. You say that family is everything to you, and you can't live with the possibility of losing your family over your own desire to have your own independence. Hmm. So, Rose, how long have you been feeling this way? Um, Probably for the last year or two. Okay. And is your mom, like, still not talking to you? Yeah. Okay. Really? How long has it been that she hasn't been talking to you? It's been about, like, two weeks. Okay. Wow. So, parents, some parents are incredibly talented at emotional manipulation. And you're dealing with this at 28 on a super high level, like expert level parental guilt and manipulation. Mm -hmm. And the the idea that your parents look at your life and your growth and your independence and make it all about them to the point of where you now don't want to go and live your life as an independent 28-year-old because it makes your mother upset. That's expert level. Like it's not, you have to know it's not right. Right. And the idea that you're in a household, like anybody who has a daughter, like I I have a daughter, right? And the idea, like when I hear stories like this, where Mm -hmm. you want your kid to be under the sort of fatherly control, right? Under my roof, under my rules, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm the man. Right. And the only way you're going to break free from this is if you go and live under the control and the roof of another man. That's the only way that you're going to get out of this house. Yeah. To me, when you raise a daughter, that goes against just absolutely everything that your job is as a father when it comes to raising a daughter. I completely agree. <laughs> it, it's just it, 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 it makes it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to me. Hey, Rose, is this problem that you're in right now? Is it more with your mom? over your dad or is it with both of them and it's just your mom chose not to speak to you um it's both of them yeah but yeah like what you said is right it's my dad's like mentioned things he's like no you can't leave you're not supposed to leave your parents Mm -hmm. and my mom's the one who's kind of taking it to the next level being like i'm not gonna speak to you yeah what happens if you like were to one day just pack up and leave what do you think would happen I don't know. Like, my cousins have done it. I do have a cousin who kind of just, like, got up and left. Yeah. And it has caused, like, a family rift. I just know how my mom is, and she's, like, she could be really petty. And, you know, I just, I don't want to think that my mom's just never going to speak to me again. Yeah, but that's going to be, that's going to be her thing to deal with, right? Like, that's going to be something that both of your parents are going to have to figure out if, that's how they want to live the rest of their lives, being in this rift yeah. with you, a young woman who wants to get out there on her own and be her own person and do things for herself. You know, at 28, like, I'm so happy that you 
have come to that realization. I, for me personally, I think people in their 20s, if you can afford to get out on your own, I think you should. You need to experience the world without your parents. You need to experience what it's like to live on your own, to pay bills on your own, to figure out how you're going to get groceries every single week. You need to figure out all the adult things on your own without having your parents hold your hand the entire way. It's a it's a great right. life experience. And you, at 28 years old, coming to that realization and having your parents not support that idea of you being this independent woman living your life is absolutely insane. I mean, it, I, I see, like, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, I did start a full-time job, so I, and that's the point of my life where I can support myself, like, yeah. finally. But my whole, like, I have two sisters, and even just talking to them, they're like, you can't move out. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to afford everything? Yeah, because they all feel like what? Like, you have to have, like, how are you going to afford this without being with a man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and, and you moving out, and what you get a lot when it comes to families and backgrounds and everything else is you have the pressure of now dealing with the fact that if you leave the household, it looks bad on them. Mm Mm-hmm. And right. and then you're in the position of where you are sort of selling your future and sacrificing your independence for the happiness of your parents. Yeah, it's just not right, you know. And and the idea, when even the way you phrase the question, you know, my parents won't let me. Like there there, there is no, they won't let you. They don't lock your door <laughs> when you go to bed at night. You're not chained right. up. There's no threat of violence if you go. So so the idea you've put it in your head that they won't let you. It's you, you can't deal with the guilt. And that's what this is. This isn't about you moving out. It's about breaking free from the manipulation and guilt and that your life doesn't reflect on them. Yeah. If you move out and your mother doesn't talk to you for six months, just know this, right? That's her failure, not your failure. She's the one, Mm -hmm. she's the one that let down the family, not you. Oh man, that's so sad. (laughs) Yes. But sad for her, not for you. Because you're going to go and live this wonderful life. Right. Or, yeah. Or no, not. Or not. Or you're going to be normal and you're going to go and you're going to struggle and you're going to hate it. And you're going to have, you know, a, a terrible place that you live on top of something that's loud and stinks and everything. But that's your right. That's all part of it. Yeah. I know. I go mean, that's part it. of growing up. It's part of. Go do it. Go on that adventure. At least I think I think you should. Yeah. And just know that mm-hmm. this this isn't about respect, okay? Like I know your parents your parents, you know, frame it that way. This isn't about respect. It's guilt and manipulation on an expert level. And that's what yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're great at that. Yep, they are. Yeah. You so, got this though, Rose. I believe in you. Okay, thanks guys. All right. All right, you take care. All right, love you guys. Bye. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Um WandaVision has just been amazing so good on disney plus and after every episode i always go on youtube and see what the nerds are saying about that particular episode to get insight because there's always these easter eggs throughout the show yeah um i stay away from all the promos though because i don't want to know i like to be surprised and almost immediately after they release uh disney plus releases a new episode on fridays usually on saturday or sunday they release a teaser promo for the next episode and available right now, which I've stayed away from, so I have no idea, is a right. teaser episode for yes. uh, a teaser for episodes five and six. Which I'm with you on that. So I stay away from all that stuff. Uh, Damon Mori had a chance to talk to two people who appeared on episode four, who I had no idea they were, they were going to be in this at all, but we know them from the MCU. Um, 
Kat Dennings. She was in all the Thor movies with uh, Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. like one of her people that she hung out with. Kat Dennings was the, uh, the the sarcastic brainiac. Yeah. Right? And then Randall Park, who I love, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. <laughs> Randall Park also from um, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. So funny. He was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So he reprised his roles in episode four of WandaVision. And I guess the two of them are going to be in future episodes as well, I guess throughout the, the rest of the season. So Dan Mori is talking to both Randall Park and Kat Dennings, but the way they set it up is Mori talked to each of them like individually. They oh, weren't like okay. Okay. on the same Zoom, right? Sure. But he started out his conversation with each of them the exact same way by telling each of them the exact same joke. Okay, it is so awesome to meet you. And I have to say, it makes sense that you're on this show because you're quite the vision. Oh, a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> Randall, how are you? Hey, what's up, Maury? I'm good. How are you? I have to say, it makes sense that you're in this show because you're quite the vision. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. That was good. That was <laughs> oh, thank good. you. Thank you. I worked on that one all weekend, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that work paid off. I appreciate that. Wow. <laughs> I think they were just humoring him. Uh, but with this WandaVision, especially episodes one to three, if you haven't seen it, it's just like for some people, it was just like confusing as hell. Yeah. And it takes a little while before it builds up to where you can kind of start making your own predictions. Yes. And trying to explain that to somebody who has no idea who Wanda or Vision are and their relation to the MCU um, could be quite a task. Well, then maybe the show's not for you then. Right. Did you have a, a hard time explaining what WandaVision is to friends and family that may not know? Because I tried explaining it to myself and I had a hard time. Yes. Well, the, the whole the whole purpose of the first few episodes is to be purposefully uh, mysterious, you know, and I think that's half the fun of the show is not really knowing what's going on and not being able to binge. Um, so they're forcing us to be on this ride. Um and honestly, I couldn't really explain much because I signed so many NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. They got you on lock in that uh, MCU. Oh, completely. And then uh, the fan theories started coming out. And there's one that I saw on Twitter that I wish I didn't see because now that's all I'm thinking about. And Damon Mori brought this up with Randall Park, who had probably the best answer ever. Now, let me ask you, I'm going to dive right in with a, a hard hitting question that I found on the Internet. OK, are you okay. ready for this? Okay. Did your episode this past week pave the groundwork for Fantastic Four in the MCU? Maury, you know I can't answer these types of questions. Just for the record, uh, I don't even understand that. I just felt like <laughs> something I need to ask you. To be honest with you, I'm not too sure what that uh, what, what that means, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, I'm very on guard with these because I don't want to any I don't want to slip. You know, I don't want to slip and reveal anything uh, uh, too crazy. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Hmm. Interesting. He could have just said no. Easily said no. Right. <laughs> because if there's when one thing. When somebody asks you a question and, they, and then your answer is, I don't want to slip. Yeah. That means you know something. <laughs> and also the answer is there. Like you just gave away the answer. Yeah. But there's I, something else there. Because for the longest time, like Marvel fans have been wondering whether or not the Fantastic Four or even the X-Men were going to make their way into the MCU. I I didn't even know that was a thing. To oh, you had no idea? I had no idea. Oh. No. I'm like Maury. Oh, 
Well, yeah. all I know is that the fan reaction to WandaVision is just incredible. Now, the, the reaction has been absolutely out of this world for this. People are loving this show. You must yeah. love the reaction. I do. I do. I mean, I, you know, I'm not on social media, so I'm not too privy to everything. But, uh, you know, friends have been uh, uh, reaching out and telling me what's out there. And uh, I'm just so I'm just so happy that people are digging it and that, uh, you know, people are appreciating how unusual the show is and, and how different uh, uh, it is. And uh, because, you know, we took a big swing, but uh, I'm glad that that it, that it connected and that and that folks are digging it. People so, were saying that uh, Randall Park should have his own X Files type show, oh, based so on good. based on him just doing solving weird things within the MCU. Yeah, that like I'm oh, on, on more great. like on more like a cop investigator level, but still yeah. within the world of all the craziness that oh, is the so that great. is the superhero. I'd be into that. Yeah. I like him yeah. a lot. That's uh, Randall Park and Kat Dennings from Wandavision. Here we go, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, huge. WandaVision news. So, oh my God, this better not be a spoiler. No, 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 okay. no, because she was very careful to not spoil something. So, Elizabeth Olsen was doing an interview and they brought up how everybody lost their mind when Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker showed up at the end of Mandalorian. Spoiler alert. When asked if WandaVision has anything similar in store, namely a, naming a casting that she can't believe hasn't leaked yet, Olsen quickly gave the answer, yes. And then that was it. So a lot of people are saying that it's going to be Magneto. Because in the Marvel comics, yeah. in the Marvel comics, Magneto yeah. is Wanda's dad. No. Yeah. So that is what people are. So they're going to bring in the whole X-Men world into the MCU no. through WandaVision or what they're saying or what they're saying is because WandaVision is the first sort of big thing that has happened since the end of that last phase of MCU yeah. is that the other thing they're saying, but we all, we would expect this is that Dr. Strange will show up and this is where the multiverse will start. That I'm into. Right? Leading I way, mean, I'm into both, but leading wow. Leading to all the, everything they're doing with Spider-Man and everything See, else, wanna, right? Because you watched um, the last episode, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are saying Magneto <sighs> or Professor X, and this would yeah, tie, and this, and this would tie in um, everything that, uh, that could possibly or potentially be happening with the X-Men um, and introducing them moving, oh, moving forward. Yo, so, so, so a lot of people, so yeah, hyped. I know, I know. And, and because, and oh, you understand boy. when you're in that world yeah. and you bring up the fact that, you know, the, the secret that was held with Luke Skywalker and you say, do you have anything like that? If you didn't have anything on that level, you understand what level that is. You Completely. wouldn't say yes. Yeah. Like you, you would just nonchalantly just be like, no, no, but you wouldn't say like, you wouldn't say yes. Yes, if it was Iron Man. You know what I mean? Sure. You wouldn't say yes if it was somebody else. Like, you would only say yes to that level if this is something that would be mind-blowingly unexpected. And have everybody talk about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Can I ask you a question? Can you get to your microphone first? <laughs> I just assume you can hear me all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's a question, a food-related question. Okay. I made something last night. I made flatbread. Mm -hmm. But my question is, is flatbread not just pizza? What would you put on it? Pizza sauce, um, butternut squash, 
Spinach, Ugh. garlic. Why oh, oh. you torture yourself, bro? That yeah. sounds I'm nasty. I'm just following the recipe. What recipe? It came with a recipe card and all the ingredients. I get it with a food delivery thing, and it's flatbread. Right. And you put the butternut squash in the oven. But why can't it just be flatbread? Why do you, why do you have to con- try and confuse yourself and say, is it pizza? Because it was pizza dough. Right. And it tasted just like pizza. Okay. But then I was talking to my husband, and I'm like, but it said flatbread, but is it not just pizza? Um, it may be. There's just, there's slight differences in sort of bread doughs and pizza doughs. Mm-hmm. Slight differences. I mean, really? Yes, really. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to, like, I mean, really. Like, like it tasted, ex- it smelled yeah. the same. Yeah. Like Did you email the company and tell them you feel r- ripped off? That you order flatbread, not pizza? Well, I didn't. I just assume it's like a fancy word for was the it same good? thing. Was it good? Did you Not enjoy really, it? No. No. Okay. But what made you think you would enjoy it? Because I love pizza. Right. But you didn't order pizza. Yeah. You ordered flatbread. You ordered flatbread. But I didn't have a pizza option. But then I know. But then you like you don't look at something that's not available, and then with food, like I never go and find the equivalent. Like that's very dangerous. Like if I if I am desperately wanting tomato soup and they don't have tomato soup, I'm not ordering clam chowder. Yeah. Right. Like it's just it doesn't like it doesn't work that way. I'm finding something else entirely. But then I thought while well, making like if I, might- I want pizza, I'm not ordering. Uh, like, Chinese food. Like, no, flatbread <laughs> with, what was on it? Butternut squash. With butternut squash. Yeah. Right? Like, if I have a hankering <laughs> for a pizza and the only thing available is flatbread with butternut squash, I'm I'm going with wings. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought, well, maybe it's made different. Maybe, like, something happens in the oven and it comes out a different way. It came out like, like pizza. What, what happens in the oven other than heat? Magic? No, but like, I thought, like, maybe it tastes different. Maybe it's the temperature that does something that makes it crispy or something, and then that's what makes it flatbread. It came out, it was exactly like pizza. And okay. I was like, well, then why not just call it pizza? Okay, but it's well, not, okay. Yo, why are you getting mad at us? No, I don't know why you're mad like, at we're us. We're not the ones that came up with this I product. I said it last you. night, I thought Roz would give me some magical explanation no, as to the history no, of flatbread. No, no, okay, Maury, let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> Maury tweeted this out last night. And then Maury, okay. And then Maury, no, no, neither do I. And then Maury, (laughs) Maury sent me this tweet to my. He DM'd me because Roz is a foodie. Okay, so he he sent it to me, so it showed up in my text. Yeah. Okay. Is there a picture with this? And and, and what was what was and Maury, what was my reaction when you brought this up to me last night? There was no reaction. Thank you. No, but I you know why? No, I wasn't interested. But you don't respond to anything I send you. Because I'm not interested. Ooh, wow. Send me something interesting. <laughs> I thought you would love this. No, why would I love this? Because it's food. Uh, no, I don't care. I don't I don't I, I don't care that you I have no interest in in, in, in in listening to the stories of you eating flatbread with what on it? Butternut squash. Butternut squash. That doesn't sound appealing to me, man. No, but the concept of flatbread. Okay, yes, okay. You sure. Okay. Yeah, this looks disgusting. You, it looks gross, right? Okay. Yeah, do, you, wet do you not have a, these, these are conversations that you should have with your husband. He was not interested. Okay. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> surprise, Maury, surprise. Maury, if you bring up something and five people aren't interested in it, maybe the problem isn't the five people. Well, I just thought everyone wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you also cut it like pizza. Yes. You slice it like because pizza. I used okay. That's one nice. Okay, don't. Don't give him clicks, okay? <laughs> It's just don't. What, are you What's wrong with that salad? It's like <laughs> just, you ran it underwater and just put it on the plate. It's doused in olive oil. Are okay. you supposed to cut flatbread differently? I don't care. 
I don't. I have no thoughts on flatbread with what? Butternut squash. Butternut squash. I have zero thoughts. This is the most I've ever thought about it in my entire life. If you were to think about it, I, I will. I refuse at this point. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Sandy. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How you doing out there in Vancouver? I'm good, good. Um, so what's going on with you? Um, I'm just checking in with you guys. Need some advice. Um... Did I end things too fast with a guy I met? Oh, yeah. So you wrote this. Ron Samoka fixed my life. Met a guy online back in November. Month in, you talked about expectations and he didn't express any. You said that you were surprised. So you went on two, quote, innocent dates with another guy to explore options. He found out and was pissed that he was coming in second to another guy, and he then started ghosting you, so you got annoyed and just deleted his account. Now you're wondering if you gave in too quickly. What if this had potential to be something good? Did I act too soon? So what about the guy that you went on the two dates with? Where's he? He's gone? No, he message. So, I mean, it's bad. I guess I'm ghosting him, but... I- he put in a lot of effort. He was a really nice guy, but I was really into this other guy, so I didn't even really give him a chance. Okay, so guy number one found out that you went on a date with guy number two and then was like, I'm out of here. Well, not even that. So he's so he has insecurity issues, rough upbringing, and he brought all his insecurities into our relationship, so to say. Like, hey, I've always felt like I'm never good enough. I'm always second best. And this is how you've made me feel, even though I didn't say we should be exclusive. The fact that you needed to go on another date with another guy makes me feel like I'm not good enough. And what if you were into this guy? Would you have just pushed me aside? And I'm like, okay, like, let's not be hypothetical. Okay, Sandy, 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 Sandy. So you're saying that guy number one had insecurity issues that he brought into your relationship, but you went on another date with another guy while you were with him. Like the insecurity issues are warranted. Oh, so I admit it. Okay, so that happened. So in my head, I was like, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong, but I understand where he's coming from. So I spent a good three weeks making an effort. He completely shut down. Like he was always one who would message first and say, hey, when can we hang out again? And he was open and he said, you know, I don't know if I can get over this. If you want to continue things and see where things go, like I still want you in my life. So I spent a good couple of weeks after that being the first one to initiate conversations, first one to make plans because I was trying to make up for what had happened because I was empathetic to how he felt. No, but you went on a date with another guy and then it didn't work out with that guy. And then you're like, oh, dodge the bullet there. Anyway, back to you. It was one date, Roz. Yeah, you did. Then you don't do that, though. How old are you? How old are you? I'll be 33 okay. in a week or you, so. You young millennials, you, okay? Or I don't even know. You're middle-aged millennial. Um, the problem <laughs> the, the problem is that the, the, the currency for intimacy and people is at an all-time low because you, somebody who... I don't know what you have to offer, but the problem is that everybody feels that they have unlimited options. And that's a problem when you're trying to build a relationship. 
And it's your feelings that you have unlimited options where you don't need to actually commit or spend time or help somebody or develop feelings or all of this stuff. Unless it happens immediately, you start then weighing your options. And that's why you're with a guy who you said had insecurity issues and it's not going exactly perfectly the way you want. So you immediately go and start testing the waters. You make me sound like a horrible person, but that's true. That is how it happened. Of course it's how it happened. <laughs> hey, Sandy, did you um, did you and guy number one sleep together? Uh, yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. I'm just trying I'm just trying to think if it was before the date or after. Did you sleep with guy number I two? I want to say no, no. Like guy number two was nothing. We went for a walk oh, and okay. had coffee. That was it. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. What if it did work because out? Because I wasn't if, giving what, guy number two a but chance because I was still thinking about guy number one. Yeah, but you went out with him, though. What if he blew you away? I don't know. Like, I really, really liked guy number one. Yeah. Like, surprisingly really liked guy the, number the, okay, one. The, I think the, I was just annoyed. But, but I think what I, were, okay, but what was best case scenario going out on the date with guy number two? Why did you wind up going out on a date with guy number two? I think that when guy number one and I had a conversation, the way things were going, I thought he was going to say, hey, I want us to be exclusive. But because he didn't, I was like, okay, maybe I'm like thinking into this and it's not going as well as I think it is. So maybe I should explore my options. Okay. So you were exploring options. You were, if guy number two blew you away, then you would be with guy number two. If he had, yes. Okay. Okay. So I think the the problem here is that you didn't end it permanently with guy number one before going to guy number two. I think that's part of the reason why, why he's so hurt and why he feels the way he does. But what do I do now? I feel like I've done everything that I can. I've spent like three weeks and a month trying to fix it, but he's like, just still can't get over it. Sandy, I think you got to walk away from this and just start over, start, start fresh, look for somebody new. I don't think it's going to work out with this dude. Although I, I understand, like I understand Ross's points. I understand where you're coming from as well based on everything that you're telling us and the, the miscommunication, um, which I believe is, is you're at fault at here. But I think that the situation right now is at a point where it's going to be too weird or too awkward or there's still going to be some insecurity issues and you don't want to start a relationship or continue a relationship like that. I think you got to walk away from this and you're going to have to start fresh. That is true. It has, it has definitely gotten awkward, and that's why I'm at a point where, like, I'm like, I've been making an effort, but, like, where does that effort stop? Yeah, here's, can I tell you what your problem is? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. No, you feel, you feel guilty. You, no, you feel. Why did no, I do this to no, no, you, no, I'll tell you, 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 you are trying to get a hold of him because you want to alleviate some sort of guilt. Yes and no. Like he opened up a lot after everything happened and kind of filled me in on like his upbringing, where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't want to be that statistic in his life where he thinks I've just like abandoned him and like been another person that's walked away from him. You're not worried about him. You're worried about how he thinks about you. It's guilt. You just, you, you want to, you want to, you want to, you, you want to come out of this clean and you feel guilty and you want him to say it's okay. Oh, I thought 2021 would start better than this. Wow. Look at all, look at all your options though. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be be just fine. Sandy, you'll be good. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. It was announced that Netflix is currently working on Too Hot to Handle seasons two and three, and they had to keep it a secret from everyone for like a while, a real long while. Harry from season one was really the breakout star, the Australian he fell in love with and proposed to and then broke up with Francesca from Vancouver. Harry is with us right now. Welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. Hello. 
Your studio looks amazing. Thank you, brother. Good to see your beautiful face again. How are you? Uh, I'm 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 just waking up. How are you guys? Really Good. fantastic. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Waking up alone or waking up next to somebody? Oh. I was actually next to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm in my car. You were wait. You you were what? sleeping in your car beside somebody? No. no, no oh, oh, that's no, why was... you're in your car. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, so, so the somebody is still in the bed then. Yeah, I didn't want to wake her up. Oh, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Now, what did you guys meet? <laughs> uh, I actually DM'd her. She's Canadian, so. No. Um, yeah. There's something about Canadians. You guys are the best. Where Where in Canada is she from? Uh, I didn't get that far. I haven't asked her yet. Oh, hold so on. this is hold on. So this is like, is this brand new? Yeah. Like, dog. did you did you DM her yesterday? <laughs> no, no we, like we've been seeing each other for like a couple of weeks. Right. A couple of weeks. You don't even know where the girl's from. <laughs> yeah, I got no idea. Okay. I got no idea. Do you know? Do you know where? Do you know? Do you have you answered her middle name yet? Uh, she won't tell me. She won't tell oh, you her middle name. Will she at least tell you her first name? <laughs> you know her first name? Yeah, yeah. I know, okay. I know her first name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the life of Harry, huh? Know, so the, the, wild. the life you lead. These are all conversations that you can't have with your mother, by the way. <laughs> oh, I tell my mom everything. You She's do. Very disappointed. She's very disappointed. <laughs> okay. <yes. laughs> uh, so, how has been? I mean, uh, we were going to say, how's life been since we last talked to you after rapping too hot to handle? But it sounds like it's going all right for you. Yeah, everything is kind of kind of working itself out. It was kind of crazy. Uh, that whole experience and the whole show and everything that went on. Um, but yeah, it's it's starting to like slow down a little bit now, which is good. Kind of getting a little bit like used to all the chaos. Um, but yeah, it's still like still foreign ground. Like it's still kind of kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Were you asked to be a part of uh, seasons two and three that they've secretly cast, but then like recently announced? No, I wasn't asked at all because obviously. Uh, if they put me back on, I'd probably still sleep with everyone. Right. Um, so it's probably not what they want. No. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't learn my lesson. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen some of the some of the lads that have gone on, it, and they're pretty good looking dudes. So I think it's yeah. going to be a good season. So when you found out, because the whole thing with this show was, you wondered if they could do it again, because. As soon as you start casting for a Netflix show that takes place on an island, everybody is just going to know that it's too hot to handle. But what was your take on them announcing, first of all, that it was a show called uh, Parties in Paradise? It was a different production company. It wasn't in Mexico. Do you think people went in there not knowing that this is too hot to handle? Um, I think that a lot of people had their suspicions. Like I had friends in Australia um, who, were, who were guessing and I was like, oh, I'm sure it isn't, but they a lot of people knew about the casting, so I'm pretty sure that a few people clocked onto it. Uh, Harry on the Razamoga show from Too Hot to Handle. What was your what was <laughs> yeah. what was your take on Francesca um, announcing that she's got a girlfriend now? Like, in all honesty, I just want her to be happy. Like, end of the day, we had a very horrible breakup. It was very ugly. There was a lot of negativity back and forth from my side and hers. Um, and at the end of the day, like. That's my first love. Like, I'm always going to have a, a soft spot for her. I'll always care about her. Um, and I just want her to be happy. Like, she looks like she's having a great time. She looks like she's in love again. And that's all that matters. That's all. Uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're just two people. And I want her to be uh, happy and have that feeling again. Just like I hope she'd want the same for me. How long did it take you to get over when you go, when you say it was an ugly breakup? At what point after the breakup? How long did it take for you to start trolling through your DMs again? Um, honestly, it was probably like, I'm one of those, I think it's weird because with dudes, I feel like we, we just try and like get up, get on top of someone like right away. 
to see and try and get that feeling and like try and keep our mind busy. Uh-huh. And so honestly, it was right away. I, I so it was right away. It. it was right away then. <laughs> I, t- I tried. I tried within like a month to try and like find that feeling again. Um, but it just wasn't there. I think like I'm still like at this point now where I'm still like trying to search for her and other people and I realize it's probably not the right right way to go about it. Right. Uh, since appearing on yeah. Too Hot to Handle, Harry, have you been approached to be on any other reality shows? Yeah, there's been a couple. Uh, there's been a few, but um, I'm tied to Netflix for, for a few more months. Hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, until, until that contract's up. Which ones would you do? Honestly, I got... Like there was, uh, what's it called? X on the beach. I was like, oh, no. oh. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the chaos. And I, I know that they don't mix I know that they don't mix worlds But I think that you would be Such an addition to Bachelor in Paradise Oh yeah, if you showed If you showed up on that show It would be the best I, I would honestly love to do that I feel like that would be That would be such a good time I was looking at I was watching The Bachelor this year It looks It looked quite interesting I feel like that Down the track Like fingers crossed That I can uh, jump on that Jump on that bridge Or jump on that plane Oh, okay. So do, do you? So do you? T- do you then go into the house and tell the girl that's in the bed, "Hey, listen, if Bachelor in Paradise calls, I'm leaving immediately to go and make out with other people." Like, are you this honest? The worst part about me is that she knows that I'm like. I said to her, "Hey, look, like, end of the day, I just can't see this going anywhere but just us hanging out and having a good time." And like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm talking to other people. I'm very busy with what's going on. I'm not in a stage right now where I want to be in a relationship or locked down by one person. Obviously, the truth sucks. Obviously, it hurts, but I'd rather tell her than go and sleep with someone behind her back or uh, if another opportunity presented itself, go and do that and then, you know, disappear off the face of the earth. And that works? So, yeah. Uh, no, no, it was a lot of tears. Um, <laughs> it, definitely, it, definitely, it definitely doesn't work. No, it doesn't sound like it works. <laughs> it no, sounds like you honestly, thought about it a lot in your head and you thought it was going to work and then you realize, what the hell did I just do? And especially like we're on a three-hour road trip and I, at the start of the thing, I was just like, look, I need to tell you something. This is getting very coupley. We're kind of getting very like, very like we're in a relationship and I need to slow this down. Three hours into a road trip, that was a weekend away that we had. Uh, and I absolutely ruined the weekend by doing that. So uh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, three hours into a road trip together, and you still don't know where in Canada this girl's from? <laughs> Bro, you don't ask questions? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry from Harry. God the Handle. It's always so much fun chatting with you on the Razamoga show. All the best. And I'm sure uh, we'll catch up with you again in the next few months. Legends. Thank you so right much. On, man. Thank Take you, care, brother. brother. Take it easy. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Connor in Vancouver, how you doing, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, guys. How's it going, you beautiful humans? <laughs> All right. What's going Here on, is the, uh, the text that we got from Connor. I just finished episode 112 of your podcast, pretty much the halfway point of my journey to being fully caught up to the latest episode. I have many favorite moments and even talked to you guys a couple of times, most notably when we talked about the D's nuts trend here in Vancouver. The podcast has helped me through long drives, commutes, and lastly, but the most important, hard times. You guys never fail to make me laugh and smile, even if I've had a terrible day Now that I have arrived at the halfway point, I think it's time for the question, the question, to be asked. I love you guys, and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Connor from Vancouver. Oh, no. Um, So, uh, yes, the last time we talked to you, you were saying that there was a a D's Nuts trend that was taken over in Vancouver where everyone was just asking the question so that they could simply (laughs) reply with D's Nuts, right? So is that trend still happening? Oh, yeah, it's a big thing in the gaming community, like – 
there was one like uh, I saw a guy dress up as a goblin on Halloween. Uh, he's goblin these nuts. Uh, <laughs> or uh, someone that says, uh, "What's what's that guy? The guys that sing Radioactive?" Imagine Dragons. Yeah, Imagine Dragons these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Vancouver's still hanging on to that joke, huh? Oh yeah, of course, dude. It's, wow. Ooh, it's a big thing, man. <laughs> it's a big thing. All right. So uh, you are a big fan of the Razavoga show. And the last time we talked to you, we did not ask you the question. So I will ask you the question right now. Connor in Vancouver, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Now, is it just that, that just like flat out, or do you want to justify it in any way? Well, you know, I've been listening for 112 episodes now, and... You know, it's always shifted back and forth. Uh, Mocha, I'm a huge wrestling guy, too. Um, I don't know. It's just something, like, I feel like I connect with Rosmore, you know, his insights about everything. Don't get me wrong, Mocha, you're, like, one of the best guys to be ever on the radio, both you guys. Oh, dude, thank you. Like, you guys have really helped me out, you know, like, just making me smile, making me laugh all the time. I just really want to thank you guys for that, like, every morning uh, coming into work and everything, even through COVID. Just keep you guys' heads up. Keep pushing through. Like, you guys are great. You guys are awesome. You guys do so much for everyone. And I just want to thank you guys a lot. And uh, But, Roz, yeah, you are my favorite. You're a true homie. And, uh, yeah, you know, I love your stories about uh, – you know, your life, uh, one of my favorite stories that you've ever told is when you walked in that old man and he looked up at you and said, watch it, string bean. Um, <laughs> and then you said, oh, I'm so sorry. And he, and, and, he, and then you said, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, oh, shut up, a-hole. <laughs> okay. So you like it when old people are mean to Ross? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Do some of this stuff. Oh my god. Okay, me, okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> as, as, as big of a fan as you are, man, I gotta tell. I, I, I have issues, man. I, I got issues right now. Okay, I was on a real. I was on a real high when you said that I was your favorite, right? And you're like, oh my god, you know, you're my favorite, and and that's that's you know all great and fine. But then, like the next sentence, you'd say that like I'm your favorite. But you just said that Mocha is one of the best people to ever be on the radio. Like, how does like, like how am I supposed to like? What does your favorite mean then? It means nothing. Your favorite string bean. Yeah. <laughs> trust, me. trust me, my favorite means everything, dude. Just, okay. Just, yeah, you got it. You got All right. it. Don't worry. Okay. Right. Well, okay. Connor in Vancouver, I can't give you my heart, but you can hold these nuts. Thank you very much for listening to the Ross Mocha Show. Feel free to use that out there in Van City, okay? <laughs> All right. See you, boys. Love you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see that story that the Hollywood sign was changed to read Holly Boob? <laughs> H-O-L-L-Y-B-O-O-B. That sounds like something I would have done in high school. And six people were arrested. Come on. Yeah, nah. LAPD were involved. They had the helicopters out and everything. Because these six individuals hopped the fence. I guess there's a fence around. It's very difficult to get to the I was going to say, I've hiked to that. That fence is very high. Yeah. Um, And they used a tarp to cover up the letter W and replace it with the letter B. (laughs) And allegedly, the suspects claimed that they were raising awareness about breast cancer. Oh, okay. With their prank. And one of them... 
Because at first, police weren't, like, identifying who they were right. or who they are. Did they catch them doing it or did you catch them after the fact? I guess uh, you don't know. The picture, they showed pictures of them at the base of the Hollywood sign. So, oh, so gotcha. still mucking around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the people that came out, her name is Julia Rose. She used to date Jake Paul. Like, they oh, had, like, yeah. an on and off relationship last year. And she's a nude model and social media influencer. And... It's not her first time saying she's doing whatever, doing something and getting in trouble for it and saying she's raising awareness for breast cancer. Um, Because then all of a sudden yesterday, when the story started blowing up even more on her Twitter account, she was commenting and like retweeting and saying things like, oh, that was me and Mm -hmm. I'm doing it for breast cancer, right? Um, And then, like, another YouTube prankster also um, came out and said that he was part of this group that went now this julia rose girl at the world series in 2019 her and some of her model friends were sitting right behind home plate mm-hmm. and they all flashed oh it's those girls yeah it's yeah, those yeah, girls yeah, yeah and then they yeah. were banned from all yes stadiums right i remember that US. don't ask me why i remember that but i remember that <laughs> and again at the time they had said that they were doing it to raise right. awareness uh for breast cancer which nobody believed so in all of her retweeting and saying, hey, look, that's me, and then even posting a picture of her at the, the, the not in front of the sign, but like on the street, I think it's Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. on the street where you can clearly see the sign like way, way, way up. Mm-hmm. She posted a picture of herself. But none of her posts included like any links to fundraising for breast cancer. Nothing or for the initiative. Nothing for the initiative gotcha. whatsoever. Yeah. But there were six of them that were uh, involved in this, and they changed a Hollywood sign to read Holly Boob. <laughs> Holly Boob. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Michael B. Jordan told uh, People Magazine that he'd be down to appear in Black Panther 2. Yeah, if asked. I don't know about that. As uh, Killmonger again. I don't Although, know about that. Like, I... Pfft. You have to figure out a way because spoiler alert, he it, died. Well, it was and it was so brilliant the way he died. Like yeah. it was so it was so great. And I know that in these show in these movies, especially now when you start you know putting yourself in the mindset of possibly doing a multiverse. Sure. You know, would that make sense in in some way? But I I first I full trust in the brains behind Black Panther two. Mm-hmm. I have full trust oh. behind Marvel, and I have full trust behind uh, Ryan Coogler, everything else. Because they know they have to make this one work. But like, I ju- it has to make sense. And I know people are extremely hurt because Chadwick Boseman died. Yeah. And I know that Michael B. Jordan, just being in that movie, would feel a little bit like home, and it would uh, take well, a little. They would take a little bit of the sadness away. Yeah. But if they don't do it, here's here's what I fear. Here's what I fear is that if they don't find the perfect way to bring Killmonger back, mm-hmm. I think it actually takes away from the brilliance that Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman put into the first one. Which is why I feel like they would spend the most amount of time on making sure that they do this one right. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, though. I don't that relationship, know. I don't know. They, made, like, they make magic, right? Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. were just so close to one another. Yeah. And Michael B. and... Ryan Coogler, the director, those guys are amazing together. Right? They've done how many movies now, right? They've done like four movies together. Yeah. 
I just, I, I don't know. I think that if you, if it's not done perfectly, I really think that it takes away from the magic that they created in that first one. Yeah. I think that, you know, it might, you run the risk of it feeling a little bit, a little bit forced or it's there to just, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. And I loved, I liked the Killmonger character. I yeah, really did. And I great. loved, I loved the, I liked the way he died, like everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything about it was just great. I was shocked that they actually went that way with it. I was yeah. like, this is such a brilliant character. How is this a one and done? Mm-hmm. With Killmonger. Well, maybe like, you know, because we don't know, the general public, maybe the plan is to bring him back. Yeah. Right? Maybe the plan was to always have him uh, come back into the MCU in some way. But I just think that the, you know, with Michael B and, again, Ryan Coogler teaming up together to do this, like mm-hmm. those guys, like Creed, like the, the the Creed movies, those are still some of my favorite. The first one. The first one. I'm Bro, to this day, yeah. to this day. The second one wasn't that great. Every now and then, I will put up on YouTube the, um, they have, <laughs> they have. What do you watch? The, like, a, like an inspirational video? Yeah. What do you tra- watch? The training montage? Yeah. Right before he gets, uh, <laughs> right when he's, he's in Philly there and like, you know, Rocky's sick with cancer, <laughs> spoiler alert. And he's training for that fight against Ricky Conlon. Yeah. Right. And then, like, he gets all the bikers in, in, in Philly to all, like, race behind him yeah, yeah, as he's yeah. running down the street. That whole montage. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's dope. Like, Creed's a great movie. Like, and those two together. No, you're right. They do they do create magic. And that's why I was really shocked that it was a one and done for, for Killmonger. But I think that, I, don't get me wrong, I would, I would love to see that character back. Yeah. I, w- I really would. I think it's a great character. But I think that if it's not done right, it's really, it does a disservice to what they all created in that first one. Well, according to uh, Michael B. Jordan, he told People Magazine that if asked to be Killmonger again for Black Panther 2, yeah. he's down. Yeah. Absolutely down. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Alien sighting on Saturday in L.A. Excuse me. There was a woman driving on the freeway and saw something up in the sky. Interesting. And it was flying across the sky. Definitely not an airplane. And she took three photos. Okay. Take a look at this. UFO, right? No. Wasn't the last time that you did this, wasn't it the Goodyear blimp? Uh, yes. Wasn't it? It was. Wasn't it? However, wasn't it a lot is... of people all standing around taking pictures of the blimp? It was. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay. This is not a blimp, though. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it no. is. I'm just saying that we've been down this road before. I'm we not, have. And I'm not, like, I'm not denying it at all. I'm just saying that we got to be, we got to be more careful with people on the highway saying they're seeing right. things. So here's what the people at TMZ did. Okay. The Photoshop folks that they have working for them. Okay. They gave this photo to one of them and said, analyze and see if you can mimic this photo. Is it something that could easily be done on a computer and then submitted, right? Yeah. And the person went through the motions and couldn't get it exact. You can do different variations. Sure. But with the way the pictures that were submitted to them, the different angles of this flying spacecraft, they couldn't mimic. Okay. And they even took the photos and did, you know how you can do like a reverse look? Yeah. To see where it originated from? Yeah. If it did originate from Absolutely. somewhere else? Zero evidence online. Okay, interesting. Which means that this photo that was submitted by this woman in LA is legit. <laughs> well, it's a legit photo. That's what I said. Yeah, but we don't know if it's a legit UFO. I said it's a legit photo. <laughs> no, you said it was legit. You did not clarify. I said the photo is 
Legit. Uh huh. Uh, and then asked what happened after that photo, like as she was taking the photo, she said, it just disappeared into the sky. Gone completely. Hmm. I'm looking at it now. Clear shots of UFO spotted above freeway in the outskirts of Los Angeles. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, geez. Hard to argue. Well, but it doesn't even look like a thing. Like, it looks like a, I don't know, like a... This looks like a squiggly circle. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, don't light. Get me, don't get me wrong. I want to believe, like, you know. And come on, man. In the past, what, year or so, I mean, right? I mean, we are all slaughtered, man. If this is... Oh, Jesus. What? If this actually is aliens, okay? We are all... We're slaughtered because we are so... We're just not, not ready. No, we're just not ready for this. So... Mm-hmm. I'm reading the story, right? And looking at this picture. Yeah. And it's a wild looking picture. Like, I don't know to scale, but the object in the sky looks fairly large. And then you start digging around for analysis and you start listening to wanting to listen to smart people sort of break it all down. And you go on Twitter and what you get is, do you think aliens are here? Yes or no? You get Twitter polls. (laughs) We're dead. We're dead. We're dead. If our immediate reaction is a Twitter poll, we are dead. We're dead. (laughs) You answered yes though, right? No, shut (laughs) up. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Airport. What? Nothing. I'm just distracted by the wrestling that's on in the room. You're watching everything from last night. Yeah, I missed. Um, <laughs> this is what happens in here. What? People, people wonder what happens in here. That we always get the question: What do you guys do when the music's on? What are you doing? Whatever. Yeah. Oftentimes, we're just doing our own thing. But on a on any night that there's a WWE event, mm-hmm. that that event is playing for the almost the entire duration of this show over my shoulder. Yeah. Well, listen, it's not my fault that they have. A three-hour pay-per-view. Okay, that's the night before, that right? You can't stay up for. Right, so I watched I the first hour and a half. Yeah, last night of Royal Rumble. Right, and then and then I stayed away from everything on Twitter, so I have no idea what right. happened. Like even this match right here with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, I have no idea who won. So, so, so this is all new for you. Yeah, this is all brand new. So every right. now and then I like peek over to see what's going on. Spoil it for Mocha right now. Just tweet no, him. No, shut okay? up. Come on. No, or just text nine two five triple five. No, come on. Just, guys. just start just start texting right now. No, I, don't I need I need your attention. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm here. I'm with you. I know, but the, it's we're, you and I. Dude, we're now listen. You want to just leave this up and we can just talk while you like watch and listen? It's fine. It's okay. I missed Your Honor last night. And I was so pissed off the week before because Your Honor wasn't on. They skipped a week. Oh, did they? Yeah. And then Your Honor was on last night. And I even remember. What episode? I think they're on. What episode is on last night? Seven? Something like that? Eight? What is it? Eight. Yeah. Eight. 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 Okay. We're only on episode. We just wrapped uh, episode. uh, Hold on. Let me see what's happening. I find Your Honor. Episode four, we finish. You can leave this on. That's fine. Uh, I find sixty-five. <laughs> I find your honor. It, it's good. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. But Brian Cranston has too many moments where he goes Walter White in this show for me, where it seems like I've just seen this before. Where it is the guy, the fish out of water, who is in a situation that he's never been in, and he's got to become the tough guy. And he's, he gets involved with gangsters and he has conversations that are so out of character for who he is. And he starts living a double life. Like, it's an interesting show and it's a great premise. And I love everybody else in the show. Yeah. But I just find that there's too much 
in those and there's too many scenes where he's a little it's just a little too on the nose walter white for me yeah where it kind of kind of takes me out of the show a little bit absolutely but if you play it so well then keep playing it by the way can i spoil the uh, wrestling thing no 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 absolutely not no no because you need mocha to talk to you okay if it's an anonymous person at nine two five triple five um, I'm not checking. Okay, no, but I can fine. say it right you can, now. No, no, honestly, more if you do, Mocha will not talk to you for a week, and I need him to talk to you for this week. So don't spoil it. Slaps to the chest. Don't spoil it. Look at this. Is that what that was? I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Watch this. Oh, oh, oh. Who are these two guys fighting now? That's Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, by the Kevin way. Kevin Owens. What kind of wrestling name is Kevin Owens? And now the official will begin the count. Why is he counting? Because he's rolling around. I don't understand wrestling oh, anymore, oh, man. Goodness. Did you see the guy on the Zoom in the background? He's cracked his own neck. Yeah. This guy here, Roman Reigns, yeah. he's the Rock's cousin. Oh, way. is he? Like yeah. in real life? Yeah. Why is he always wet? It's called sweat, dude. That's not sweat. That's hard work. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Ben Higgins was on season 11 of The Bachelorette. Then he was The Bachelor. And then three years ago, he appeared on Bachelor Winter Games. He's got a book out right now called Alone in Plain Sight. We welcome Ben Higgins back to the Razamoga Show. Hey, guys. It's great to be here. Really good. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in a very short period of time. First of all, congratulations on uh, on the book. And this is not what... You know, it would be very easy for you to write like a hot gossip book on your time in The Bachelor, but this ain't that book, right? No, no, it's not. Well, you know, mostly because I, I don't know how many opportunities I'll have to write a book. Yeah. And so I wanted to try to do something that, that I could be proud of in 20 years. And, hey, I really don't want to be The Bachelor or known as The Bachelor 20 years from now. Right. What have you discovered in this? Because you write about some really fascinating things in the sense of um, your views on love and connection and relationships. And a lot of those sort of run contradictory to what we know you for, which is that sort of bachelor journey. What was that struggle like? It was interesting. So what really happened was I tried to, I wanted to write a book that would help people feel less alone. So I had to look for the common denominator that what we need to do to connect us. And one of the themes that I kept finding as I talked to people, as I heard their stories, as I wrote through the book and thought about my own life, is that it's actually that uh, our pains and our sorrows and our insecurities are actually maybe the thing that makes us most relatable to each other, which is interesting because it's not something you hear about very often, but it was the theme that kind of surprised me, and it's kind of how the book took form, is writing about the fact that we all have pains, we all have hurts, we all have sorrows, yet we can connect through those things and become better as a society as we recognize that. Is that why you named the book Alone in Plain Sight? Because it just, when you, when you read that title, it's like a very sad sounding title. But then when you go through like the, the, the context of what it is you're talking about, it totally makes sense, right? Yeah, you know, the, the title is heavy. Um, and, and, you know, I would love to say that I was really passionate about this title. I am because I think it fits. However, I didn't know what else to, to name it. Um, but, yeah, when you read the title, it's Alone in Plain Sight. I can't think of a worse feeling than feeling alone or being alone and isolated. And so a lot of people, uh, especially during, during this pandemic, have felt like, hey, I'm out in the world, I'm living in the world, yet I feel alone. I feel unknown. I feel unseen. I feel disconnected. And that's where the title came from, is to try to speak into that uh, so that the reader could know that, hey, there's many people who feel alone in plain sight. Who did you let read this book before it was published and, like, released to the world? Who got a chance to see it firsthand? Well, 
the book, it's broken up into four sections, connecting with self, connecting with others, connecting romantically, either with singleness uh, or in a romantic partnership, or and then the final one is connect with God. So I let somebody read that from each section of that book, meaning, obviously, I read it, connecting with self. I let a few of my friends read it, and then I also pulled in some stories that you'll read in the book of friendships that I have and their stories, like a girl named Annie who was 24 and knew she had two weeks left to live. And then so I let her family read it because she had passed by the time the book was done, my pastors, and then also my, my fiancé and her family. So just trying to get as many people with eyes on it as possible to kind of help edit and critique it. Um, can you still, even you've gone, I mean, you've gone real deep and you seem to have a, a great handle on the deeper sort of levels to all sorts of relationships, whether they be romantic or, or friendships. When you've been in this headspace for so long, is it possible to still sort of go out of that world and enjoy The Bachelor? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I, I, tried, I tried to especially, I do. I mean, I think when you're on The Bachelor, I, I think everybody takes a different perspective into it. And for me, it was a great learning and growing opportunity uh, you know, obviously, like, I was hoping something would work from it, but when it did it, there was still that opportunity to kind of learn from the experience, and it enhanced my life in every way. I would never be talking to you guys today True. if it True. wasn't for that show, and so, yeah, you can enjoy it, but also kind of be in it and trying to learn from it, and, and with this book, you know, I wrote it for trying to connect with anybody, no matter what stage of life they're in. If they're feeling alone and isolated and disconnected, I try to write that for them, so I didn't feel super removed from normal everyday society. You could see Clarendale was not going to last. Um, a lot of people felt that same way. What were your feelings when she dipped on the show early, and uh, were you surprised? Yeah, I mean, it just she. This was a good opportunity for her, and I think she knew that. I was surprised because I was the one thing I thought Claire might be able to do. Might do right. Mm -hmm. She's always been very headstrong. She sees what she wants, and she goes and do, does it. And before the show ever started with her, I said, hey, that's the one thing that she could do wrong. She could get her eyes locked in and be done with the whole thing. Well, she did it. Uh, I'm not right very often, but I was right there. Uh, <laughs> and, that, uh, and, and we see how it played out. It just didn't end well for her. And now she's done with The Bachelorette and... She doesn't have anything, you know, any, anybody by her side. But I hope she does find that soon. And uh, quickly before we let you go, how long would Victoria have lasted on your season? Uh, dude, it's so hard to say. Real quick, the lead has no clue what's going on behind the scenes. And right. so until it becomes aware to them, they don't know. Uh, but probably not very long. No. I, I think we, could, we, we should have. Yeah, Matt did a good job, but he could have probably done it two weeks earlier. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, ben Higgins from Bachelor Nation, we appreciate your time. The new book is called Alone in Plain Sight. It's out right now. Ben, much love to you, bro. Thank you for making time for us today. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Time to celebrate, everybody. What are we celebrating? Uh, peeps are back. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of people happy. Oh yeah, jeez, that's right. What happened last year? The the they shut COVID down. shut the peep um, factory down, yeah. right? So all the 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 big kind of holidays that um, they were where they made like most of their money, right. they weren't able to produce and distribute As those gross ass marshmallow treats right. and candies, right. right? So for peeps, I forgot COVID took out peeps last year. The last thing Peeps was able to participate in, really, um, last year was Valentine's Day. 
and they couldn't for Easter, which is their big oh, moneymaker, yeah. right? Because factory shut down and everything. They couldn't participate in during Halloween because in and around Halloween is when they were trying to plan for Easter of this year. Right. And then they couldn't plan for, they didn't do anything for Christmas because, again, same thing, <sighs> planning for Easter of this year. Yeah. And they're not doing anything for Valentine's Day. Right. Because they're focused all on Easter. Who, and they've who buys, announced. Who buys peeps? Who buys peeps? I don't know, you know. Do you buy peeps? But it's. No, I don't. It's not my favorite. Like, I, I know don't that like this. Them. Like, this story was intriguing to me. Sorry, go on with what they said. And then, and then I want to talk about who buys peeps. Oh, no, no, no. All they said was, look no further. Peeps, uh, we are back and ready for <laughs> Easter. And they also said a little piece of normal returning to the world. So. Easter for this year has been saved for Peeps. Um, I had no idea about this, but Peeps have been the number one non-chocolate brand at Easter for more than 20 years. Yeah. And just so you know, I checked online. This story does affect Canada, so they will be Oh, no, no, yeah. No, I assume it does. But I don't know if Peeps are anyone's favorite snack. I will say this. I once had to buy Peeps for this show. Yeah. And it was sold out everywhere. But is are Peeps anybody's favorite snack? I don't think so. I think it's a, it's a gimmick for the time of year. Because right? I think you could say that for uh, most other snacks. I think that you could say, like, you could find somebody that says Coffee Crisp is their favorite snack. Sure. You could find somebody that says Dill Pickle Chips is their favorite snack. Yeah. You could find somebody that says, that says Black, that says black Lake. I don't know how far down the list you would have to go to find somebody who said like Peeps was their number one. It would go, like, bottom would probably be Peeps, right? Right. And then right above Peeps would be, like, Big Turk. But I will say, <laughs> yes. Peeps, they're not yeah, bad. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Turk yeah, is well, so Okay, oh, yes. God. No, you're right. It's right down there yeah. with, with, big, with Big Turk, but yet they, they sell out, and it's, and it's, it's crazy. It's horrible. I think people, I think the thing with Peeps is this, is I think people think other people like Peeps. So I think that the market for Peeps they is They think the Peeps like Peeps? Is they're purchased <laughs> by people who don't like Peeps but they give them to people who they feel do like peeps. I think that that is their entire market. I think that everybody, every package of peep gets peeps get opened and one gets pulled apart. Ah, my friends. And it gets eaten and then the rest go hard. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I think no, that's, that's the life of a box of peeps. Yeah. So you're saying peeps buy peeps for other peeps who they think like peeps. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did little Uzi Vert really put a diamond in his forehead? Apparently. So, the price tag on it is astronomical, so, allegedly. Yeah, so he was talking to fans, talking about how he has been paying for this diamond since 2017. And it's, it was $2 million per carat. And it was, he said it was the first time he's ever seen a natural pink diamond. And... It's an 11 carat diamond ring, 2 million per carat, so $24 million or $22 million, I guess. And he saw it at a jewelry store and has been laying money down on it since 2017. Slowly, slowly, slowly. It's like paying a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and then I guess somebody had said, I don't know, or he said, I don't know how it happened, but he said that he should implanted in his forehead like vision from Avengers. Avengers. Yes. 
And he did. And he's like posting pictures on Instagram with, he, and I don't know who did this, but he has a diamond now, a big diamond. Like it's the size of a, like a mass, like it's the size of your thumbnail. Yeah. Like it's a huge pink diamond uh, stuck in the middle of his forehead. And then there was another one, like in the evening, I guess, I saw it last night, where it looked like it, he was bleeding from the diamond. It was the he had like a but string like, of blood like going down his forehead, down to his nose, <sighs> and people were like, "Bro, like, you gotta get not, that thing it's removed." It's not that's, gonna stay, no, right? Absolutely not. Like, I guess you could. Like, realistically, you could put on some sort of surgical steel back and a tiny little rivet in the middle of your forehead, and I guess you could have that screwed in there because people have been doing that with toupees for years. Yeah. You know, before they had the the, the nice, beautiful lace toupees, people would have rivets implanted into their, their head. So it stays in. And it snapped on, like the Ooh. toupee snapped on. So you could go swimming and be with your girl and go on a date, skydive. Take it off at night? Yeah, and then you would unsnap it. Like so, a, but, like, but, a, like a button-up? Like a button-up, yeah. Oh, so geez. when you unsnapped it... Yeah and you put it on its little toupee holder, you would have metal rivets in your head. Oh, my God. That were there. Like snap it right? in a button. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my right? God. Like, so you can do this stuff. Like, you can imp- Like you can do that. Weird, you think that's what he got? Weird people do weird things. I don't know what he got. To me, it looks like. just, like, pop it off? I don't know. People. Because it looks to me, pretty it looks, deep in there. Some, to me, it looks like somebody just cut a hole in the man's forehead, and they just stuck a diamond and went, and went. okay, don't worry, scabs will take care of it. Yeah, maybe maybe that's all he could afford because he spent all the money on the diamond. Like, I think that if your plan is to implant a diamond into your forehead, you need to spend as much on the medical procedure to put that into your forehead as you did on the diamond. Because right now it looks, I mean, it doesn't look infected yet, but but it's going to be. Yeah. Also, also, how do you protect yourself against that? Well, that's like one everybody thing, like, wants to Thanos you. Yeah, because that's because everyone was sharing that gif from uh, <laughs> from Avengers. Right. From Infinity War. When, spoiler alert, Thanos took... Took the diamond right? from which uh, from Vision, right? Yes. Took the stone from Vision's forehead. Yes. Like everybody wants to Thanos him now. Yeah. And who wants to walk around with that kind of heat? You need on extra you? security. Knowing oh and like especially God. knowing the price tag of that diamond, right? Yeah. No. Just also like you sneeze and it falls out on the bus and then you don't know where you don't even know it's gone <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like so much. You think this man's taking public transportation? Okay, just stop. You know. You know what I mean? Like, oh, crap! Yeah. I missed my stop. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look at the goddamn yeah. diamond. Well, he would too now because he spent twenty-four million dollars on a on a on yeah. a diamond to go in your forehead. I hope he's. I hope he's. He's, he's planning for his future. Maybe take the bus a couple times. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, does Nick Cannon have COVID? No, he does, does he really. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Nick Cannon has COVID. Hold on here. Let me find the story because I think that somebody has to step in and. What shows he's hosting now? He is, is he hosting like a bunch, the. Right? No, yeah, he does Mass Singer. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, and. He tests positive for COVID, and uh, Nisi Nash is going to have to step in and cover off hosting duties while he recovers. Damn. That's crazy. Did you see um, yesterday on uh, Good Morning America with, um, what's his name? Come on, Michael Strahan? No. No? He came back? 
No, no, he was. He did it. He Michael, has COVID. Yeah, Michael Strahan did a. Um, he did a message from home, and we've often talked about at the very beginning of COVID, people were open and honest about what it was like dealing with COVID while they were dealing with COVID, mm-hmm. and they were applauded because showing fans and using your platform to help educate fans about what it's like to deal with COVID only works when you show them actually what it's like to deal with COVID. And at the very beginning, people were, they Mm -hmm. were at home and they were sweating and they looked pale and they looked sick. Uh, But then we got to a point where people were only admitting to having COVID long after they had recovered from COVID and they were telling audiences they had COVID when they had something to promote. Mm -hmm. And they looked fine. Kevin Hart did that. Yeah, they were on a a stage, Mm -hmm. you know, you're in front of fans. And that does nothing because all that says is that COVID was no big deal. Right. And that you can easily recover and look at you. It's as if nothing happened. And that was the wrong message to send. And Khloe Kardashian was the worst of all of this. Oh, she had it, I think, around the same time Tom Hanks? Yes. And, Kevin Hart also and, had it at the same time as Tom Hanks. And Khloe Kardashian had all this footage of herself that she was recording from bed where she was on, like, death's door. She was in horrible shape. Yeah. And nobody knew until they could play it on the Kardashians. Right. right? Nobody, nobody knew. And with the platform that they have... Man, their fans really, it would have, like, knocked some sense into a lot of fans. But Michael Strahan yesterday on Good Morning America looked like he was, like, he was looking, like, a little pale and yeah. he was looking a little it's tired. And really? and for a pro athlete, like, it's difficult to knock those guys down. Yeah. But, uh, but no, he did the, he did the right thing by, uh, by doing that, doing that video while you're recovering from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. If you haven't watched Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself, put that on your list to watch this week. You can get it on Rogers On Demand. There's trickery, there's storytelling, there's tears. It is so wild. Legendary director and filmmaker Frank Oz is involved with the project. Derek and Frank, welcome to the Raz and Mocha Show. How are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks for having us. Uh, I'm very, I, I saw this, it was a recommendation from a friend, and I don't even know how to describe it. All I know is that if I hear anybody else describing this to somebody else, I'm like very protective of it. Like I jump in and interrupt conversations in case somebody goes too far. Do you feel that way, Frank? I, like Derek, I, we never asked for this, as Derek said. We this, this think it's wonderful. Uh, I mean, it's fantastic. Um, if we asked for it, uh, it wouldn't have been as uh, powerful. So it's wonderful for us. Uh, Derek, what was your goal with this show, with releasing it to the masses? Uh, just so I didn't have to do it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're obviously an incredible sleight-of-hand artist and, and, a, and an unbelievable storyteller, but I don't know if I've ever been... Uh, unprepared for to be hit so hard emotionally mm-hmm. when I went in thinking that I was watching, you know, whether it be, you know, an illusion show, you know, or a storytelling adventure or, or you know, a New York stage production. I just wasn't prepared emotionally for what you guys managed to manage to do. And did you know that this was going to hit as hard as it does? Uh, n- no. I suspect Frank might have known that it was possible, but I didn't, I didn't, I I just had things I wanted to say and, and, you know, needed to say them and, and, uh, you can, you, you can blame all the crying on Frank. (laughs) And what what was that? When you said that you had some stuff to say, uh, Derek, what was that going into this, when you put the show together, what is it that you wanted to say? Because I think that's important for people. Just, just wanted to explore the notions of identity and what it means to be and be seen and, 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 
and how we forget to see each other because we're so busy fighting to be seeing ourselves. And Frank, uh, being the director of this show and after seeing it like as many times as you did, have you figured out how certain things work or like do you even need to know how things play out in order for you to plan the shots that you need the viewer to see on the show? I see. No, no, I didn't have to know at all. And I don't want to know. I never, I, I couldn't care less about uh, knowing. As a matter of fact, I think it's harmful to know. Once you know, uh, you become an adult. If you don't know, you can continue being a wonderful, uh, wondering child, you know? Um, Derek, are there people who are close to you that expect you to tell them how certain things work or how you get to certain points of the show um, and then you don't tell them? Uh, no, I don't really function in the way that, like, a, I guess a traditional you know, magician would function in terms of of the, the secrets are, are 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 important, but only a means to an end. So if you know, I, I don't really try to keep things from people. I try to keep things for people. Yeah, uh, Derek Delgadio is in and of itself available on demand right now. He and director Frank Oz are with us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Um, I've never seen an artist on stage who builds a connection with an audience the way that you do during this show. And I'm wondering what it's like at the, you know, at this point now where those people are out of your lives. Do you still think about people that you made a connection with during the run of the show? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, there are people who have stuck with me, certainly, the moments that we shared. And, and yeah, I, I don't think about them daily. But like when you mention it, yeah, there are people that come to mind. And was it an emotional experience during this run? for you like after you after you when you when you would wrap at the end of the night and go back to your hotel or your your apartment um, was it was it difficult to sort of turn it off yeah it was it was a very very train it was training it was really uh, a taxing uh, event and uh, and so yeah it was anyone that watches in and of itself will have like a particular part or a particular scene that sticks out and without giving anything away mm-hmm. uh frank is there anything from the show that when you think of the show completely sticks out in your mind because for example for me without giving anything away reading letters was the one part that really hit me the most yeah that's a good question um without giving anything away um i think the letters certainly are are are, are so powerful that uh that you really you almost can't choose something else almost because it's so powerful yeah but um, that, that's that's probably where, where it lies for me also. And you allow people to have in this show, and I think one of the things that you know, brings so much emotion to it is that as an audience, you want to hear and see everything. But I was okay with not hearing and seeing everything with watching this. Mm-hmm. I was okay with letting people who are on that stage or who are with you in that room have a moment that was sort of just their moment, which was I've never I've never witnessed anything like that before. Yeah, well, that, that you know, Part of that is the, the the design of it and the, what needed to happen in terms of what you know what I was trying to do. But a lot of that is also Frank's doing. In that there were times where uh, I would be concerned that you know I wasn't maybe speaking loudly enough uh, because it's a very intimate show and it was a theater, but I, I wasn't really being presentational. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would ask Frank like, should I should I speak up? Can they even can they even hear me in the back? And he goes, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. Let them lean in. <laughs> wow. so, you know. <laughs> So it was it was it was intentionally, you know, uh, made so that they had to bring themselves to it and they really had to 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 be a part of the performance rather it's not a passive viewing experience. Yeah, well, uh, listen, this show is so incredible. Uh mm-hmm. Frank Delgadio and uh sorry, Derek Delgadio and Frank Oz. I wish I like, like- I like- 
I like I like French Doug audio. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny because I'm I'm like I'm I'm not a big you know person who abides by the spoiler rules of you know the current world. I think that if you've seen something and you review things for a living, you should be able to talk about it. But man, I don't know what it is about your show. I am just so incredibly protective of it, and I think that that just goes to the magic that both of you created, where it's just something so different. Nobody's ever seen anything like this before. Oh, thank you. That's that that protection is. It's very new to us. It's really uh, striking, and we're grateful that people feel that way. That it, it means it touched them much more deeply than we thought. All right. Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself, available on Rogers On Demand. Derek and director Frank Oz, thank you very much for joining us on The Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Canada's Wonderland announced that they're opening May 14th, which is crazy. They were shut down all of last year. And they had the big, uh, the winter portion of Canada's Wonderland that was supposed to launch. They did the Santa Claus parade there. They, they shot it did there, the right? the Santa Claus parade there. Looked beautiful. Um, they lost a ton of money. Yeah, I know. And they're opening on May 14th, they say. Mixed reaction from people because, like, everything is still, like, we're all still in limbo, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's being asked to stay home. Some things are open. Some things aren't. Curbside pickup for everything. Mm-hmm. You're still allowed to fly, but then the government's saying, everyone, keep your asses at well, home. Wonder, it's all right. outside, though. But Wonderland right. is outside. And I understand, like, they got to keep things moving. But what is that line going to look like where they got to clean the handles on everything after every well, single group of people get that's, off? That's the thing. So they have a section on their website, what to expect when we reopen. Um, and it all makes sense. And it's pretty much like the way things are moving everywhere in the world right now where you can't just show up to wonderland you can't wake up one day and be like you know what it's a beautiful day i'm just gonna go to wonderland yeah that does not exist anymore you sign up you have to schedule your visit through their website or through their app right right so it's by appointment only um you have to use their their app when you are on the grounds there Mm -hmm. you have to wear a face covering much like everywhere else Mm -hmm. right but on a roller coaster though so that's my question on certain rides, like, what do you do? You try and keep your mask on. Like, if I want to go on Leviathan, right? Yeah. Or the Yukon Striker or something. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to try to manage to keep my mask on? Yeah. Like, I, I understand be... keeping your mask on yes. when you're walking around the park and everything, right? Yes. And then when you're ordering food, obviously, you take your mask off when you want to eat. Yes. But, like, what happens when you're on those rides where... You're screaming. Like, what? what's worse, right? What's worse... Not wearing a mask on a roller coaster and risking it that way or being second seat back on a roller coaster and being hit in the face by the mask of the person sitting in front of you. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> right? No, I'd leave. No, yeah. i go straight to a testing site. <laughs> yeah. But May 14th you get is COVID-20 the... COVID-20 uh, that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but May 14th is the date that Wonderland wants to open. They're going to do health screenings and temperature checks for everyone when you get there, which mm. obviously, I mean, they do that everywhere now. And uh, multiple hand sanitizing stations set up. The idea of scheduling your sort of trip is is only foreign to people 
who have not experienced what it's like going to Disney. Yeah. Because when you go to Disney, it's very much like that in the entire park. Yeah. With the with the it's sort of with though. the. I, I don't know. I kind of prefer it that way. You do, honestly. huh? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I don't. Not I, at all? I, no, I don't. I don't. I I didn't really enjoy it when you had to like sort of you had to sign up and schedule which rides you wanted to do in order. And there, once we got there, it was fine. Yeah. But just the the doing it ahead of time, like I I don't want to do that ahead of time. Oh, all the planning. Right? All the planning ahead of time. I just want to go to the park and just sort of let's see where it takes us. Sure. Right? Hey, you want to ride this see, now? You want to ride this I, now? I like a mix of both because yeah. if I'm like at one section of the park, I'm really feeling that section and maybe want to spend a little bit more time there. I don't have to keep checking my watch, checking my phone to see when I got to make this next right. appointment. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I get it and I understand, you know, Wonderland, they got to open. They've yeah. been closed for, but what for are the they entire doing? year. But well, that my, my biggest question is what happens on those rides? Well, what happens the to the... One of the great things of Wonderland that they opened years ago, which people really love, is the water attraction. Right. Can you do the water attraction in the summer? How do you do that with a mask? They haven't said anything. My opinion is that the water park's not going to be open. No, which is really too bad. Yeah. Because you'd think that it's that would fantastic. be fine. All oh, that chlorine. Dude, it's That's so good. There. It's so good. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know what safety protocols they have set up for there, but I just, yeah. based on what I know right now, um, I can't see it being... A safe option for people right now. Right. Because you look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But man, Leviathan with a mask. I don't know if I could do that. I would swallow that thing. The mask? Yeah. If it flew into your face? Yeah, I would swallow it. No, my own. My own. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Donovan Bennett from Sportsnet. He's got a super popular basketball podcast with them. You've seen him fill in on Tim and Sid's show. Uh, He's a writer for Sportsnet.ca, and he helped launch a great project for Black History Month. Donovan Bennett from Sportsnet. How you doing, man? It's Razamoka. I'm great. How are you? Doing great. Uh, Congratulations on everything that's happening on the uh, Sportsnet site. By the way, uh, Free Association, the podcast, the NBA podcast that you host, is still one of my favorites. I love it. Oh, I appreciate that. really appreciate that. So, Donovan, talk to us about the the project that you're leading here. It's great, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, as you guys well know, uh, our industry is not as progressive, not as diverse as it needs to be. Uh, Most flagship shows don't have someone named Mocha on it unfortunately <laughs> they all would be better if they did but we're not there yet and so what happens often in our industry around you know not just black history month but whether it's pride or indigenous people's day or women's history month you know an ally editor kind of walks around the newsroom like they got an offering plate and they're like hey can you chip in hey can you chip in hey can you chip in we throw some stuff together and that's our coverage for the year and we'll see you in 365 days we won't address this topic in between and certainly that's, that's not good enough. And especially with the racial reckoning that we've been through this summer, it's not good enough. And my hope was for that not just to be a moment in time, but for it to be a movement. So I said, okay, let's be outcome driven. How can I change this? And, and one of the ways I could change it is giving some other voices, not just mine, because people are tired of mine at this point, and, and not just sports that being prescriptive on how we should talk about these issues and what issues we should talk about. Let's go directly to the community. Let's empower and amplify some black voices that some have worked in sports, some have worked in other areas to use our platform to lead us to water on what stories we should be telling. And more importantly, 
how we should be telling them. And so that was literally the, the genesis of, of the project. And um, I'm glad that we were able to put it together. I'm so glad that not just Sportsnet, but, you know, Rogers got behind it and, and, and not only said we can do it, but put some money where their mouth is and funded it uh, to make sure that we were giving these content creators some work at a time, you know, at best times, you know, racialized content creators are in need work, but especially during a pandemic. So, you know, that's really what I'm excited for. I'm excited for people to come to the site and interact with all different types of storytelling. But I'm also excited that we gave some really talented storytellers a platform to, to do their thing. Uh, Shem is here from from the show as well, Donovan. Yes. Hey, dude, yes. what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good, man. Good, good. A needed voice. A needed voice. Uh, I love to hear you. Yeah, man. Thank you. A uh, question for you. Um, what's your message to Canadians who sort of look at racism and things like that as sort of an American problem? Because that's something that I kind of come across mm-hmm. a lot in my interactions with people when discussing issues of racism and discrimination. Yeah, it's a great question, and it is a problem. And, you know, we both see it in our timelines all the time, right? Uh, being told that we were playing the race card or we're, we're taking a narrative that's only in the United States and it's not in Canada. Racism doesn't see a border. They don't. They don't have a, a nexus path. Like racism is literally everywhere, and it, racism has always existed. And so, uh, it, I think the best of us as Canadians, we want to think of ourselves as a progressive country, a welcoming country, an inclusive country, right? And we, we welcome the world. Syrian refugees, please come here. We're going to help you, and that's that's true. But that's not true all the time, and it's not true for everyone. And so we might be diverse, but we're not necessarily inclusive. We've had slavery in Canada. We've had internment camps in in residential schools in Canada. And so I think a lot of people feel threatened when we bring up race in Canada that it goes against their belief of what the country is about. No, your belief is what the country can be, the high bars that we're trying to get to, but not acknowledging the fact that we do have racial issues doesn't allow us to get there. So, so that's how I perceive this. People feel like, oh, no, this is not my Canada. This is not the Canada that I love. And, and, and it's true. But the problem is whether you're one of the missing and murdered Indigenous women or whether you're one of the, the members of the Asian community who have had hate crimes post-COVID-19 or one of the, the Black community that has always been underserved and overlooked, the idea of Canada is not a reality just yet. And so that's where we need to get to. And we only get there by having these conversations and by having people like you on the air to illuminate them. Donovan Bennett from Sportsnet, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show today. Uh, new content every Monday uh, across everywhere, really, not just on, on the website, not on just on sportsnet.ca, but you're getting it on television, you're getting it on the radio, you're getting it online, you're getting it from your social media platforms, various right across uh, everywhere. Donovan, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. Pleasure as always. And also, also not every show needs mocha, okay? Don't be saying that, like, okay? You know what I mean? <laughs> There's only one. Yeah, okay? No, Don't, promo. okay? Every show needs mocha. No, 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 Thank you, brother. Much love, man. Always. Take care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Things were getting heated in ATL last night. LeBron James and his Lakers were playing the Hawks. Yeah. What the hell happened last night? LeBron got into an argument with somebody who was sitting courtside. 
And then this guy's wife got involved and started yelling <laughs> back at LeBron. Yeah. And then LeBron and this guy's wife started arguing. Right. And then security stepped in and the courtside seat ticket holders were asked to leave. Oh, snap. And when you see courtside Karen trending and she's 25 trending, mm-hmm. it's because of this story. Yeah, I just saw, I only saw this morning. The only thing I know about this is LeBron tweeted, courtside Karen was mad, mad with like seven crying emojis. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Carlos and, and Juliana, his wife, were the ones who were They're sitting the fans. courtside gotcha. at this game. And it was Chris that got into the verbal disagreement with LeBron. And when you're watching it on TV, the announcers were trying to, you know, decipher what was happening and just commenting. Get over the Cavaliers that set LeBron off in Cleveland. This <laughs> lady. Wow. Jeez. Well, she's pointing like that one meme with the lady and the cat. <laughs> okay so they got into a fight yeah an argument they got kicked out okay juliana was um went on ig and started speaking about the the whole situation she was super super heated and then she gets home and talks about it even more because it was starting to pick up steam so i'm minding my own business and chris has been a hawks fan forever he's been watching the games for 10 years whatever he has this issue with lebron i don't have an issue with lebron i don't give a lebron Anyway, I'm minding my own business, drinking my, having fun. All of a sudden, LeBron says something to my husband. And I, and I see this and I go, I stand up and go, don't talk to my husband. And he looks at me and he goes, sit the down. And I go, don't call me a bitch. You sit the, get the out of here. And I go, don't talk to my husband like that. Don't talk to my husband. And he literally was like, you, sit down, and all of a sudden, now I'm getting kicked out. Excuse me, I have courtside seats that I pay for. you, LeBron. You're Get the out of here. You're going to let a 25-year-old girl intimidate you during a game? Bye, <laughs> So the reason, part of the reason why she's 25 was yeah. trending or is still trending yeah. is because everyone's like, now looking at pictures of her and like right. dipping back on previous posts. And they're like, there's no way the girl is 25. Also her husband's 60. Her husband's 60 yeah. years old. And they're like, there's no way she's 25. Right? Some it's people, like those girls on The Bachelor though. You, you go in there when you get that, when you get the massive glow up, right? Where yeah. you, the, the makeup is like, you've never worn it like that. I don't know. I, I, I'm always shocked. Like when I watch The Bachelor where they say that they're 22 and I'm like, that's what 22 looks like. Yeah. Right. I'm always shocked. So after she released that video, like, the internet went wild and yeah. started, like, attacking her like crazy. Right. So what does she do? Well, naturally, you have to reply to everyone and respond to your critics. Yeah, I truly cannot fathom how whack some of you guys are. Like, and I don't know about you guys, but if my girl was at a game and someone was talking to me and my girl didn't stand up for me, I would reevaluate that relationship. So for all of you clowns saying, your wife's a gold digger, guess what? If I was a gold digger, I would sit back and mind my own beeswax and I wouldn't open my mouth. But guess what? I'm not a gold digger. That's my husband. I love him. If someone disrespects him, I will check him, whether it's LeBron James or a bum on the street. Mm. By the way, no man wants that. I know what she's saying. You get If your woman doesn't stand up for you, you got to reevaluate your relationship. No man wants to have LeBron James say something bad and then his woman stand up. No man wants that. Whether you think they do or they don't, they don't. Well, guess what? LeBron James, after the game, was asked about the incident because he 
playing the game. He had no idea what was going on. So on Twitter question, and stuff, question right? before we get to LeBron. Yeah. Was was any of the altercation actually caught on camera? Because I like if he did LeBron James actually call it the B word? That I don't know. Like I know because showed- I'm wondering. I know it's this woman looks very easy. She's very hateable looking. Okay, yeah. but I'm wondering. I can't see LeBron saying that. The altercation was shown, but you can't necessarily see what they're what they're saying. You can't read like LeBron's right. lips, right? Because he's always wearing like a mouth guard right. and stuff. Like so I'm all for call- I'm all for calling out a Karen, right? But it, you can't call her courtside Karen if, if LeBron James actually called her the B word. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I no. need to see different angles. Like yeah. the angle that I, need I saw. all the angles. Yeah, I, yeah. I only saw one angle. So yeah. okay. it didn't look to me like those words were, were being okay, said. Okay, so what did LeBron but say? I could, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, by the way, LeBron and the Lakers beat the Hawks 107-99. So during the after-game press conference, uh, he was asked about it. No, at the end of the day, that's, uh, I'm happy fans are back in the building. I miss that interaction. I need that interaction. We as players need that interaction. I don't feel like it was warranted to be kicked out. Um, there was a, 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 you know, a back and forth between two grown men, and, and which, uh, uh, and you know, we said our piece. He said his piece. I said my piece. And then when someone else jumped into it and, and said their piece, um, but I didn't. I didn't think they were, you know, should have been kicked out. Um, but they might have had a couple of drinks, maybe, and they could have <laughs> probably kept it going, and the game wouldn't have been about the game no more. So I think the referees did what they had to do. Um, and I, don't, I mean, it's, it's fine. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, taking down the mask or whatever the case may be at that point in time, you know, would have harmed anybody but the people that was right next to her. I wasn't close enough to her. I don't think any of my teammates was close enough to them. Uh, maybe a couple of the rest, maybe. So I hope they're, I hope they're okay. Um, but, you know, safety first. So she got kicked out for pulling her mask down to yell at LeBron, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So when you see she's 25 and, uh, Courtside Karen <laughs> trending still. It's because of that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, HBO Max gearing up for that Justice League movie slash four part series next month. The no, it's not. Cut. It's all in one. So the, here's my question. What? Is because there were so many stories, right? And yeah. I just need clarification once and for all. Yes. Because at first it was like, okay, Zack Snyder's doing his cut of Justice League. Right. And it's going to be a movie. Right. Cool. Done. And then it was like, okay, he's doing it. It's going to be a movie, but it's also going to be four hours long. Okay, mm-hmm. done. And then, okay, he's doing this movie. It's going to be four hours long. Instead of a movie movie, we're now splitting it up into uh, four one-hour episodes. Right. Okay, fine. Done. Mm-hmm. And then they come back. Uh, it's going to be a f- back to a four-hour like full movie, right. but we're also doing it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Okay, done. But then I'm reading now, it's still going to be on HBO Max, and it's is it back to four one-hour no, episodes? No, I don't, I don't think so. Or it's... I, I think, Za- I think, I think Zack Snyder, Snyder had said that it's going to be... One four-hour movie. One four-hour movie. Ugh. Yeah, I think that, I think that that's mind, the latest. Man. Because yesterday, everybody's freaking out because they... He released a shot of what the Joker's going to look like. Yeah, but he did it very, in like yeah, a tricky way, right? It's a black-and-white photo of Jared Leto yes. as a Joker holding a joker card but the only thing in focus in the photo right. is the joker card right jared leto's all blurred out so you can't even fully see his makeup no and i have a funny feeling that it's going to be even more weird because 
I have a funny feeling that even though Jared Leto is going to be the Joker, Jared Leto is going to be a completely different Joker than the Joker Jared Leto previously played. From Suicide Squad. Right. I think that he's not going to be that Joker. I think he's Mm. going to be a sort of different Joker. I think he's going to. A maniacal version? No, I I think he's going to have different hair. I don't think he's going to have the tattoos. Like, I think it's going to be a completely different looking Mm. Joker. Like, it's going to be Zack Snyder's version of the Joker because in. Suicide Squad, it was David Ayer's version of the Joker, and yeah. that was tattoos and the green hair and a little bit more rock and roll a with the flashy slick, car, yeah. right? Where I think that this is going to be a little bit more Joaquin Phoenix than it is mm. Jared Leto, but it's still going to be Jared Leto. I wonder if the Joaquin Phoenix version of Joker played a part in Zack Snyder's decision, or if this is... In Snyder's mind, how he would have always wanted the Joker to be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He never got a chance to do the Joker, Maury. So it, I was just reading now. He implied that it's going to be one long four-hour movie because somebody tweeted him and he just simply wrote one shot. Like, it's not been confirmed. No, he said it in a podcast. Yeah. I want, like, I saw the words come out of his mouth where he said that it's going to be one hour, where it's going to be one. Because the latest thing I read hour. was the end of January. It still says on, like, a reputable, like, variety. says yeah. implied. Hmm, interesting. Well, then who the hell knows? Yeah. You know, I still haven't seen the the original the Justice ori- League. Yeah. And I know it's on Netflix, and I purposely didn't watch it since the announcement. I wasn't into it at first because I heard it wasn't yeah. that good. Yeah, And then I heard wasn't. that the Zack Snyder version is coming yeah. out. Well, I'm just not so, a Zack Snyder fan. Right. Like, there's that. Like, I mean, Justice League, I know he only did a tiny little bit, and then... Uh, Joss Whedon took over, right? But I'm just, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder fan. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I know people love him the same way they love their other favorite directors. People look at him like he's Tarantino, which is fine. Sure. But I just don't like the Zack Snyder aesthetic. I mm. don't like the Zack Snyder storytelling. I don't like the Zack Snyder you know, uh, just way of, yeah, it's, I'm just not, a, I'm not a huge fan. I know a lot of people are, so I'm not that jazzed about justice league. Yeah. I'm but... actually with all the hype surrounding it. I'm very curious. And I purposely, since this announcement didn't watch justice league yet because, um, it's slated for March 18th, HBO max. Will you yeah. watch it like straight through four hours? And, uh, mm-hmm. I probably will. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm going to watch the other version of justice league first you are. in the same night not in the same night no no, no. like a couple days before did you and watch, then I'll watch this did you one. watch batman versus superman i did did you like it uh, Man, okay yeah you're, okay. Gonna, then you're, you're gonna feel even right. less enthused so about justice here's my league. question while you're watching this four-hour thing is your tv gonna like bring up that prompt that says are you still here are you yeah, still I watching know. i know they think you fell asleep you know that's when i just put the 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 remote on the coffee table and every now and then i hit it with my toe <laughs> so it knows, so it knows I'm still the there. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes, Roz. You ready? Uh huh. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, apparently, the Olympics are going to happen. Huh? Yeah. No, they're not. Well, there's all sorts of different versions of this story. It's been talked about for weeks that people who are on the inside know for sure that they will not happen. Uh, However, however, the Tokyo 2020 president said that they are going to happen. However, the coronavirus evolves, saying we must go beyond discussion about whether we will hold it or not. It's about how will we do it? 
let's think about a new kind of Olympics on this occasion. Uh, This happening on the same day that Japan's prime minister is expected to announce a month-long extension to their state of emergency later on today, meaning that the measure will run until March 7th in Tokyo. The nationwide Olympic torch relay is supposed to begin March 25th. Oh, no. Cancel that. Cancel that. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, I know. They're pushing for it, though. They're pushing for it. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, did a almost, I guess, 90-minute um, Instagram Live last night. 90? Yeah, yeah. She was on for a real long time. And wow. she, um, one of the, uh, the parts that's really making news today is she described what the moments were like for her during the insurrection at the Capitol building on January 6th. Like I'm here and the bathroom door starts going like this and the door hinges right here. And I just hear, where is she? And um, this was the moment where I thought everything was over. And the weird thing about moments like these is that you lose all sense of time. In retrospect, um, maybe it was four seconds, maybe it was five seconds, maybe it was 10 seconds, maybe it was one second, I don't know. It felt like my brain was able to have so many thoughts in that moment um, between these screams and these yells. I go down and I just, I mean, I thought I was going to die. And I had a lot of thoughts. If this is the plan for me, then people will be able to take it from here. I felt that if this was the journey that my life was, taking that i felt that things were going to be okay whoa yeah so it is groundhog day mm-hmm. still i feel uh, like you said that before i know let's go let's go through the hogs here a lot of pressure on a hog mm. on a day like today weather's terrible everywhere uh the most famous punxatani phil hear ye hear ye hear ye now this second day of february 2021 the 135th annual trek of wow. Punxsutawney Groundhog Club. Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, the prognosticator of all prognosticators. But now, when I turn to see, there's a perfect shadow cast of me. Six more weeks of winter there will be. Oh, get stuffed. Jackass. Uh, okay, now what about uh, Shibanakity Sam? What's he talking? Three, two, one. Come on up, Sam. Happy Groundhog Day, Sam. Great job. <laughs> we have lots of likes and hearts and loves coming in for a prediction of early spring. <laughs> Okay, so hold Lame. on here. So, so that was they did that on Zoom, right? Yeah, oh, that sounded so lame. It sounded so bad. Yo, fix your, okay, fix your internet. Okay, yo. why, why, why are Tim? We gotta get you hooked up with like Rogers okay, okay. So, so Phil, six more weeks of winter. Sam, early spring. What say Willie? It's an early spring. Oh. There you have it, folks, from beautiful Wireton, Ontario. The official <laughs> prediction. Willie predicts an early spring. Uh, Yo, that, was, that was super quick. Uh, cut Willie, right to the chase. Willie was like, I got to go back <laughs> to bed. It's freezing out here. Yeah. A little while ago, uh, Stephen Colbert did an interview with Barack Obama. And one of the things that he brought up with Obama was that during the eight years he was in office, he never presented the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Dolly Parton. 
How does Dolly Parton not have a Presidential Medal of Freedom? That's a mistake. Yes. I'm shocked. I had, Looking back on your eight years, do you realize that's that, the mistake that, you made? That, actually, that was a screw-up. I'm surprised. I, I think I, had, I assumed that she had already got one, mm -hmm. and that was incorrect. I assume I'm surprised too. she deserves one. I'll, I'll call Biden. Okay, so he said, I'll call Biden. So Dolly Parton was on uh, the Today Show, and they asked if she had heard from Biden, and she said yes. But then Dolly goes on to say that the Trump administration actually tried twice. Oh. To be honest, in all fairness, I got offered the Freedom Award from the Trump administration. I couldn't accept it because my husband was ill. Then they asked me again about it, and I wouldn't travel because of the COVID. So now I feel like if I take it, I'll be doing politics. So I don't, I'm not sure. I don't work for those awards. It'd be nice, but I'm not sure that I, that I even deserve it. Oh, wow. So... So now she's in a now she's in a place where it looks like she turned down Trump twice. Yeah. So it looks like if she accepts it from Biden, she's playing politics. Right. Which Dolly does not Trump. exactly. She doesn't want to look like she's playing politics. Uh -huh. So she may not even accept it if Biden offers it to her. Even though she really wants it. Even though she really wants oh, it. Oh man. Yeah, she deserves it. I mean, if anybody deserves it, she deserves it. She's probably uh, got a nice big spot on the mantle for it and everything. Uh, yeah. Uh more fallout from Morgan Wallen. So we know that he got dropped from all sorts of radio companies in the States, uh, decided to pull his track, and then he was dropped by his record label. Whoa, big serious? Lab, yeah, Big Loud Records confirmed that they <gasps> suspended his, rec his contract indefinitely. And then the uh, ACM Awards, the Academy of Country Music, then announced via social media that Wallen's, quote, potential involvement and eligibility in the upcoming ACM Awards has been halted. So he's not even eligible for awards anymore. Morgan uh, Wallen, by the way, country artist who was caught on... Saying uh, the N-word. On film saying the N-word. Yeah, yeah, on uh, Sunday night, I think Holy. that was. And he apologized, but oof. Uh, the Academy does not condone or support intolerance uh, of behavior that doesn't align with our commitment and dedication to diversity and inclusion, says the statement from the Academy. Uh, so just like that, there you go, man. Canceled uh, from literally everything. Yep. Uh, Amsterdam is set to move its red light district out of the city center. This is historic. So Amsterdam officials have agreed uh, on a proposal by the city's mayor to shuffle its famous red light district brothels out of the downtown core. At a meeting, the majority of Amsterdam city council said that they were in favor of creating a, quote, new erotic center outside of the central district. The government has put out public calls for residents to weigh in on the future of sex work in the city and has not said yet where it plans to move the brothels to. So mm. they want the public's opinion. So what they think neighborhoods are suddenly going to go, yeah, move it here. Yeah, we'd love the tourism. We no we we want all that no no neighborhood is going to say they want it. Have you ever been? No. no, no, no. I've never been. No, I've never been in Netherlands. No, and it's just not for me because I was never a weed guy. Like yeah. I grew up with weed guys, where they're like it's it's like the mothership. It's like calling to them, right? Sure. Like if they think about vacation, they only want to go there. Like that's their sort of ultimate dream is to mm -hmm. go to Amsterdam because back in the day you could just smoke weed anywhere. Yeah, right now you can smoke weed anywhere, anywhere. So it was never really my thing, and I was never – it just – it never appealed to me going – the idea sure. of going to Amsterdam. Also, I don't like bicycles, and everybody rides bicycles <laughs> there. Oh, well, hate bikes. <laughs> I don't hate bikes. Um, they've announced new Jeopardy guest hosts. Ooh. And finally, the one name that I have said is the just clear – 
choice, although it would never happen because he's too busy. But for me, the number one clear choice as far as who could step in and be all the things that Alex Trebek was, never Alex Trebek, but he could he checks all the boxes, mm-hmm. which is uh, Anderson Cooper was announced as being oh, one of nice. the guest hosts. So Anderson okay. Cooper, uh, Savannah Guthrie were added to the lineup. Also, Dr. Oz. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sanjay, Dr. Sanjay Gupta is in there. And this is on top of uh, Mayim Bialik, Katie Couric, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and, of course, the who, uh, what's his name? Kicked Jennings. it all off. Uh, Ken Jennings kicked it all off. So there you go with that. Priyanka Chopra in the new issue of Elle magazine talks about the deal that she and Nick Jonas made with each other before they got married or when they got married. So what is the deal they made? As in, we promise each other we will always what? We will always what? Oh, tell each other um, if we have like an on-screen kiss. Oh, interesting. Coming up. Interesting. With someone. Good one. Right? Because she's in that, uh, is it like white tiger? She's in sure, the yeah, show yeah, right now. Yeah. And, he does, and then he does like music videos. Music like videos with sexy bringing, gals all the time. Uh, lots of models and stuff yeah. like that. No. Uh, so what their, their promise was is that no matter where they were in the world, mm-hmm. they will always see each other. How often? How often did they always promise to see each other regardless of how busy they were and where they were in the world? How so often? like on FaceTime or something? No, no, in person. Oh, in person. In person. How often did they promise once each a week. other? No, once every three weeks. Oh, every three weeks. Every three weeks. I would go bonkers. Yeah. Like That's I would go enough. I would go bonkers. Like, and I get it, he tours and she's off. You know, she can go and do a movie and you know, Australia yeah, it's a for an hour for long. Sure. It's a different life. But once ev- once every three weeks is what they thought week, was reasonable. Every other week I think seems a little bit more fair. Yeah, I would say that. What's that more? It's no Maury like once a month, Maury, maybe? Yeah, once a month. Longer? Yeah, oh, longer. Geez. Maury's like once every six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about don't call me, I'll call you. <laughs> but we're still married. Yeah, I'll let you. But well, we're you still know. married. Solid marriage right there. Uh, Jojo Siwa on Jimmy Fallon last night talking about coming out and uh, and her girlfriend and the conversations that she had with her publicist and the love she's feeling. Do you have the most amazing, wonderful, perfect, most beautiful girlfriend in the whole world? It's not something I'm ashamed of. I just haven't shown the Internet yet. And then one day I was on FaceTime with my girlfriend. This was the day after I posted the Born This Way TikTok. And I was on FaceTime with her and we were just talking about it, talking about all the love that came in. And we were both like, technically, I still haven't confirmed it. And so I was like, I kind of just want to post this picture on my real story. And she was super encouraging. She was like, do it. And I was like, all right. And I did it. And the funny thing is, is 10 minutes before I did that, you can only imagine the press storm that was happening. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. And 10 minutes before I posted that, my publicist was like, so are, are you going to confirm it? And I was like, no, I'm not going to confirm it yet. 10 minutes later, I post that picture and I text her and I was like, hey, so about not confirming it, <laughs> it's go out. look at my story. That was the uh, best gay cousin ever t-shirt shot. Oh, that she, right. That she yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the first video was her doing the Born This Way clip. Where everybody's like, like a series of days, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everybody's like, what? Um, but it's a hard thing to talk about because nobody wants, you know, to po- to point a finger at somebody and say, sure. I, I think they're gay. We just don't do that, right? Um, so we're all just sort of like sitting here waiting. Uh, TJ Osborne from the Brothers Osborne. I've been interviewing these guys since day one with, uh, with E.T. And these two dudes are the coolest, nicest people you'd ever meet. And yeah. uh, um, TJ came out... Uh, 
as gay as well. And they've been nominated for seven Grammys. They won four CMA awards. And uh, then he, every, when, you, when you come out, right, you, you like, you do the social media thing, you do People Magazine, and then you do Ellen. And this is TJ on Ellen. <laughs> You're right. It is weird to say. And even in doing this, I noticed when I addressed my, my Instagram account just to make a quick little video, even though I was coming out, it still felt really odd to say it then. And um, and I think that's kind of the really beautiful thing of all this for me is I've never really come out to very many people. I've only done it to a few people, mainly because I find it just really awkward and uncomfortable. And so it has been a really wild experience to have come out to very few people, although a lot of my friends and family knew already, to then to kind of come out publicly in one big uh, foul swoop, which was in some ways nice, in other ways has made it for a very, a very uh, uh, emotional day. I knew there was really never going to be the perfect time. And that really, honestly, now that I'm kind of behind it now with, it, with the coming out, that it's so like wild to me to think about really the, the, the perfect time is always now, you know? And I, I, I honestly, I instantaneously felt, thank you. I instantaneously felt like I wish I had done this a long time ago. Um, and uh, yeah, they're great those two dudes he's uh he's the good look like the the clean cut one right gotcha. yeah his brother's the one with the beard he's yeah the, he's the clean cut one okay, right? okay. Yeah, just in case you've seen pictures of them but don't know which one's which uh although kim and kanye have not officially divorced yet according to e-news they are completely done and no longer speaking uh, as further evidence of their separation and imminent divorce, Kanye, you tell me how important this is or how much of a statement this is for okay. a couple who may or may not still be working things out. Okay. They haven't filed for divorce, but Kanye did have people go to the house to remove his 500 pairs of sneakers. Oh, because... Because he needs them. Right. All. That's, that's the sign of done, right? Yeah. When you take the sneaker, there's a lot of other stuff in that house. Oh, there's a ton. Right? They got I'm a sure lot of stuff furniture. to divvy up. I'm sure there's other oh, clothes. yes. Right? Art. Yes. But he wanted his kicks. <laughs> and I know that you had asked this, which is how much of this will play out through the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And yeah. apparently it will. Mm. Uh, they say that her issues with Kanye are a big part of the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So be, uh, yeah. you'll see a lot of that. Uh, and speaking of former um, Kardashian exes, Lamar Odom. Remember oh, him? No. Remember him? Yeah, Chloe's Chloe's boo. Yeah, so Lamar Odom oh. nearly died in 2015 uh, at a, of an overdose in a Nevada brothel and then subsequently several, suffered several strokes and heart attacks. Um, he's decided that on June 12th, he's going to do a three-round exhibition fight with Aaron Carter. No, Lamar, <laughs> come on, man. I thought you were going to announce that he was going to like start playing basketball with the NBA again no, or something. No, Oh, he's going to fight. Ring with he's going to fight Carter? Aaron Carter. Guys, so what Lam are you doing, Lamar, man? Lamar, I know Aaron Carter. Like, wasn't he just in rehab not that long yeah. ago too? Like, like he's got his own things going on. No, it's not. I don't. I think somebody needs to be the adult in the room and tell these guys that yeah, fighting need to is chill. yeah. Um. So anyway, Lamar, forty-one. For this? You, of course they're going to get paid for this. So uh, Lamar, Lamar, 41. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Carter, 33. They're going to do it at the Showboat Casino in Atlantic City. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> Such a classy place in Atlantic City. Um, June 12th, three-round exhibition. Uh, yeah. Lamar Odom, 6'10". Aaron Carter, 6'1". So look out for that. <laughs> All right. I pre-order the pay-per-view now. <laughs> the Olympics are like... 
all over the place right now. And nobody knows whether they're actually going to happen or not. And Yoshira Mori is the head of the committee and uh, for Tokyo Olympics. And he's the one that had said just a few days ago that it doesn't matter about COVID. We're going to do these games and the conversation should not be about, you know, what if it doesn't get better? The conversation should be, how do we still make these work Mm -hmm. during COVID? And he's in the news again today because (laughs) he said that meetings with women take too much time. Oh, my God. No, he did not say that. Yeah, listen to this. Okay. So he said this while addressing a government initiative to increase, increase representation of female directors. He said women have a strong sense of competition. And if one person raises their hand, others probably think I need to do the same thing, too. That's why everyone speaks. He goes, the newspapers are going to write that I said bad things. But I heard somebody say that if we are to increase the number of female board members, we have to regulate speaking time to some extent or else we'll never be able to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that? Can you believe that anybody in charge of anything said that? No, (laughs) but it happened. Yeah. And he's not stepping down. At all. At all. No, it's already blown past. That's not even an option right now. No, I'm not you stepping down. idiot. Yeah. Yeah, meetings with women take too much time. Uh, this is from the uh, head of the Tokyo Olympics organization. What a tool. So there you go. Uh, Brian Austin Green was talking to Kelly Clarkson, and so much has been swirling around Brian Austin Green, his relationship with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly and the kids and all the fighting and everything else. Um, and you got to figure when you're a guy like that or anybody in that situation, you just want to talk about other things for a little while. Sure. And so he goes on the Kelly Clarkson show and what those other things are. It's a lot of things, but one of them is the fact that he spent the last 15 years building his own R2-D2. No, <laughs> I was a big Star Wars fan. Like I, I had all the toys and still collect things now. I have quite a, quite a collection of like uh, prop replicas and I have, I have a... Uh, an authentic uh, movie poster from um, Return from Empire Strikes Back that's signed by George Lucas, and it says "May the Force be with you," <laughs> um, which is pretty cool. So I have I have a pretty extensive collection. I'm, I'm uh-huh. building an R2D2, which is uh, mm-hmm. I've been building that for about 15 years now. So it's <laughs> get out of here. Eventually, it's it's close, Kelly. No, I think that's amazing. That's not collecting toys. That's collecting awesome things no one will ever have that you can point out every time they enter your house. We're collecting things that nobody would ever want. It really depends on how you look at them. Wow. I didn't think that he was like a nerd like that. How many times in that marriage, though, do you think that he was like, hey, Megan, uh, what do we got going on tonight? Kids taken care of, the schoolwork's done, everything else. She's like, yeah, why? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go put in like, put in some time with R2. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a hard yeah. thing. Like everything in your life, if you're married with children, okay, if you, if you are married with children, every single thing in your life would have to be taken care of. Every single thing yeah. in your life would have to be taken care of. Recycling gone. Everything. Mortgage, Trash, mortgage paid six months in advance. Like everything would have yeah. to be taken care of before you could look at the person you live with and yeah. say, I'm going to go spend a couple hours on yeah. R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Ewan McGregor has confirmed that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will start shooting this spring in L.A. You happy about that? I'm into it. Yeah. Because of what they did with Mandalorian. Same. I've got really high hopes for Same. anything that uh, now, I don't, Disney's doing. I don't know. Here's the thing, though, is that that Lucasfilm Disney thing. Yeah. It's, it's from what I know, it's split into two over there. What do you mean? So you have the John Favreau leg of Star Wars. Yeah. And then you have the Kathleen Kennedy leg and branch of Star Wars. And mm-hmm. I don't know how well those two sides are playing together. And I don't know so, which production is going to which. So Kathleen Kennedy's stuff has nothing to do with. No, it, it does. But it does. But the they're giving. Stuff? Right. Like it's almost oh. it's almost as if they're working into. It's almost as if they've built two camps to, to do Star Wars stuff. Ooh. And from what I hear, they're not playing that well together. Oh, no. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, I still have faith because Kathleen Kennedy is still no. she does all the uh the, the Marvel stuff and WandaVision has well, been Well no, that's 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 Oh no, that's uh, Kevin Feige. That's Feige. Kevin Feige. Yeah. And this is the Obi Wan where they bring Christian Haydenson back. Uh, right? Isn't he? I don't know if he's coming back. I'm for pretty this. sure he plays I it. Yeah, know. I'm pretty sure this is like is a storyline that includes yeah? Anakin, yeah. Really, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm pumped for it. I really like Ewan McGregor, and I liked his take on uh, on Obi Wan. So I'm curious to see what uh, what happens with that. Uh, apparently, cops had to go to Marilyn Manson's house yesterday to do a welfare check after friends were concerned because they hadn't heard from him in a while. Mm. Uh, Manson never answered answered the door, but after some time, cops were able to get in touch with a rep for him, uh, who said that everything was fine and that Marilyn Manson simply did not want to come out. And then the cops left after that. Uh, Marilyn Manson's ex wife, Dita Von. Has spoken out um, with regards to what their relationship was like. So you know that we heard from Evan Rachel Wood, who leveled the accusations of uh, manipulation and, ab- and abuse and everything else. Uh, and then Rose McGowan came out to stand behind Evan Rachel Wood, but Rose McGowan had said that wasn't representative of the relationship that I had with Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he didn't do any of those things before or after me. Uh, and now Dita Von Tees has come out to say, um, I've been. Uh, Processing the news that broke Monday regarding Marilyn Manson. Uh, to those who have expressed your concerns of my well-being, I appreciate your kindness. Kindness. Please know that the details made public do not match my personal experience during our seven years together. She goes on to say, had they, I, I wouldn't have married him in December 2005. I left 12 months later due to infidelity and drug abuse. Uh, abuse of any kind has no place in any relationship. And I urge uh, those of you who have incurred any sort of abuse to take steps to heal and the strength to fully realize yourself. And then she goes on to say that this is the only thing that she's going to be saying on this matter. So um, that's the latest on that. Cause I know a lot of people wanted to hear from Dita Von Tees because people are like, they look at her and it's all, it's all aesthetics. People sure. look at somebody like Dita Von Tees and they think that maybe she's into that just based on nothing more than aesthetics. But uh, she was saying that that was not representative of their relationship. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Oh, we got some great questions lined up for today, Roz. Okay. Uh, we're going to head to the phones first. Lisa Irving, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Uh, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thank you for your question, which, by the way, Thanks. you can ask right now. Okay. So last week I had a night terror. Oh, and no. I, know, I know you have them as well. Uh, and I was so scared to go back to sleep the next night. Oh, um, really? You get that as well. Like, how do you recover from them? Okay, so because I get night terrors. 
Um, when you get night terrors, Lisa, do you do you talk in your sleep? Do you scream? Do you scream yourself oh, awake? I was screaming. I was, really? Yeah, I screamed myself awake, and then my dog was actually pouring at my face because he was so scared. Oh, like, What's going on? Okay, so yeah, what, was, what was your dream? Can you remember? <sighs> okay, it was a demon, like a hooded demon, like kind of you would think it would look like a nun. I know there was a whole movie about that. Mm -hmm. And it was picking me up off the ground and it was strangling me. And I was screaming like for air. And that's how I woke myself up. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I've screamed myself awake. I mean, that happens to me all the time when I have night terrors. When you have a night terror, is it usually the same thing that comes to terrorize you or is it always something different? Um, I haven't had one in a really long time. Um, But no, this was a new one. It was a new one. What about you, Mocha? When you have your night terrors, yeah. do you remember them enough to, to know if it's the same thing terrorizing you? Um, or? No, I remember it enough. It's never the same it's thing. It's never the same no, thing. No, it's always something different, always something scary. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and they're so different from nightmares. Um, you know, sometimes you have, like, not a... Well, for me, like, sometimes, you know, I might not have, like, a great dream, but I woke up so traumatized. Really? I actually didn't sleep. Last night was the first night I slept in a week. Really? Yeah. Oh, girl. Jeez. It affected you that much. So, Do you remember, like, did you eat yeah. anything anything weird before you went to bed? Did you watch anything or had you been watching no. anything? Like, had you been binging anything lately? No, it was like, no, no horror movies, nothing like that. Um, it was just <laughs> so out of the blue. Um, routine hasn't changed, nothing. Anytime I have Baba Ganoush mm-hmm. is usually when I, it puts me in a major deep sleep. I kid you not. Baba Ganoush. <laughs> what is it about Baba Ganoush? It's the garlic and eggplant <laughs> mixture. I don't know. It puts oh, me in a really deep sleep. Geez. Did oh, you have man. any Baba Ganoush? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no Baba Ganoush. Okay, we're just trying to go through everything now. Um, so, Lisa, I can I can tell you that anytime I've ever had a night terror and I and I wake up screaming or I'm like moaning, screaming, and my wife has to wake me up <laughs> yeah. and be like, you're dreaming again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm okay. Like, I have no problem falling asleep. I could fall asleep in two seconds after and... And like I, the the dream Aww. won't pick up where it left off at, or like the next night it doesn't pick up again, or the same things that I dreamt yeah. about the night before never never uh, reappears. But are you ever are do you ever uh, are you ever hesitant to fall back to sleep after waking up from a night terror or no? No, never. No, my heart right is back racing like crazy. Yeah. Right, because of the, there's yeah. so much action in the dream. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't know why. I just I fall asleep no problem. I have issues with it though. The my, when I have the night terrors where mm. I anger the walls and they start bleeding. Right. I'm afraid because I don't want to go and anger the walls again. Right. How what do you do to anger the walls? What does that even mean? Anger the walls. When you when you talk loudly or scream, the walls turn red and start bleeding because they're mad at you for yelling. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, man. No more Baba Ganesh. No yeah, more Baba Ganesh for you. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't be of any help, Lisa. No, that's okay. It's just good to share the experience because, like, yeah, I was just terrified. But I did sleep last night. And um, the one thing I do consistently is I listen to your podcast every night. That's amazing. Um, so I don't know. Were you guys talking about demons or anything? Maybe it was subconsciously. No, but I I, I did just buy a hood. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> like a cloak almost <laughs> yes 
that's some very similar. Do you guys ever have do night do night terrors ever become day terrors? Meaning, does this same thing happen if you're just having a nap? Oh yeah, I've had oh a, it does. I had a day terror. Before. Really? Yeah, on yeah. the couch, covered in a blanket, oh, no. yeah. right, laying yeah. there, nice, peaceful, and wait. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's happened okay. during the day. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Okay. That's how I scream, by the way, Lisa. Whenever I have a night terror, like in my in my dream, in the terror, I'm screaming like full on scream, like dude scream. Yeah. But in real life, it's it's a moan, right? When I woke myself up, it wasn't even like a full scream. It was just like a you know like a husky voice. But I guess that's what scared my dog. He's like, "What are you yeah, doing?" Exactly. Wow. 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 <laughs> Uh, that is awesome. Well, it's not awesome, but you know. <laughs> it's okay. I, I think I think I'm finally over it. Okay, good. 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 If, good. if you good. need any more help falling asleep, just uh, put on the podcast, keep the podcast on, and we'll keep you company. Okay, but don't talk about hoods or demons. No, okay. no problem. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't listen to the rest of this podcast. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, I love you guys. Thank you. All right, oh, we love, love you, you too. right back. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, Ashley wants to know, Roz, mm. do you know yet what you are getting Dammit Maury for Valentine's Day? Should I leave the room? No, Will okay. it top Dammit Maury's uh, Super Roz doll from last year? No, I'm not getting Maury anything oh, for Valentine's no, no, Day. Sh- Just stop. No, it's weird. I'm not I'm not even playing this. I'm my not ears, getting My hands you. are in my ears. I'm not getting you. My ears are in my hands. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the answer to that is nothing. Uh, Mark wants to know... Wink, wink, right? No, not a wink, wink. Can you guys try to do the Damn It, Maury Wheeze? I've tried it, and it hurts. Um, I don't... N- n- <laughs> oh, yeah, that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing so much coffee in this room, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually... Oh, Wow. <laughs> Stop it, Maury. Come on, I'm trying to do the weed. Okay, ready? Yeah, wait. Okay, go. This is Mocha. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. okay. This is Mocha. <laughs> this is Maury. That's still Mocha. No, that's Maury. This is Maury. That's Maury. Sorry. See, Maury has like a, a little like a Velociraptor sound yeah, mixed in there I know, that, that I, I can't quite get. It happens with Maury. Like his eyes don't even close. Like it doesn't... <laughs> Like it, like he just does. It's almost like a regular face. Like he doesn't. His smile, like it, like it, it, Maury's face looks like as if he's like smiling for a picture, right? Like it looks nothing. Like like you, Mocha, when you try and do it, it looks painful, yeah, right? It is. When, when more, when it happens to Maury, it's like you're not like nothing. Yeah, psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Mark, you you are correct, sir. It does. Hurt. It hurts. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Brooke says, does Roz actually scream? Let's do the news every time. Oh or God. is it a recording and he just presses a button? Yes. Doesn't screaming it, like that hurt, hurt your throat? Some days it does. I will say that. Is that uh, when you run the recording? No, Maury, we don't have a recording of it. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm beyond talking about this. Uh, no, it is done live every single time that we do it. In fact, if you go to the Kiss Instagram account, yes. we've made a montage of all right. the times you've done it. Yes, there's video evidence. Although people think it's me. I know. Yeah, that's the other weird thing is that people think that it's mocha and they're shocked when they find out that it's not. I guess because I never, it, like, there's no other time on the show where I scream mm-hmm. where you're at a high volume all the time. Yeah. Right? Oh, speaking of, yeah. I've realized that our three and a half year old, Cruz, yeah. 
he also has one volume all the time, and it's oh, set to loud. Yes, absolutely. Like all the time, yes, from yes. morning until night. His voice is always like this. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, yeah. tone it down, bro. Yeah, I know. I I look at kids like that. I'm like, why do you sound like you're standing on your tippy toes? Yeah, big time. <laughs> right? <Big> like, time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm running in the kid. Daddy, can I have an apple, please? I'm like, bro, why are you yelling? I'm right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I'm tired. I think it's time to go to bed. <laughs> That's the freaking uh, best. John Carlo asked, oh "What God. is the most satisfying itch to scratch?" Oh, satisfying itches. I always go for like after you bathe or after you shower, or whatever. Uh, we're in talking. The ear. We're talking actual itches, right? Like I can't say okay. financial freedom. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like Q-tip in the air. Okay. Yeah. Um, but does that my... count as an itch? Man. That's a yeah. no. I don't think that no, 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 no. It's not unless it's itchy. Yes. No, I mean using your nail. Like I think this question is: Is there somewhere where you scratch with your hand? Yes. Okay, with your hand. Um, satisfying itch. I would say, oh, your back. Like if you get a spot in your back, and then yeah. you finally get that spot. But not I with a wall. That's... Like when you when you actually scratch it with the hand. Not yeah. With the I'm going to say, can I say something right now? Sure. Right? And maybe it's just me, but have y'all at any point in your life had an itchy butt? I was yeah. going to say butt. Right. And yeah. then you, and you, you finally, that. because you can't do that in like in certain company, you can scratch your arm in a in a meeting, yeah, right? At course. work, you can't scratch your butt. So when you have a thing where your butt needs to be scratched, I always find that so incredibly satisfying because you, you have to hold off doing it. And like, you have to go somewhere private. Like you have to go into the washroom. You have to go and stand in a corner. You have to, you know, I don't even know where hide behind like something. Pants right? on or you like go to the bathroom, take your pants off. Uh, no, if it's just a regular itch, I just do pants on, yeah. right? But I, you know, I'll just, you know, you get a, get up in there. But I think that that is always a very satisfying oh, itch. Mean, like if you it, have, I thought you meant like on the cheek. No, 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 no. No, I mean, mean like like, mm. like bum. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, okay, wait. Let me ask the question lie, again. Don't lie, Maury. Come on, everyone, everyone's at it. Yeah, but of course. Yes. But I'm just saying. I thought you meant cheek. No, no, no. I don't mean cheek. I don't mean cheek. I mean, oh, like, I, 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 mean I, I bum. go in there all the time. Such a liar. You're such a liar. First of all, okay, I, I know you're trying to sound like big right now, but what you're really saying is that you always have an itchy bum. <laughs> <laughs> like you gross. Like yeah. Like, change your drawers, man. Um, no, that's good. Top of the head is good too. Like oh, if some Catherine will sometimes do that, where yeah. she'll just she'll just like start scratching the top of my head, and it feels so good. But it only feels good when someone else does it to you. Yes, it's not as good when you do it to yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I've got one. Watch when you itch. Inside your belly button hole with my, your finger. The inside of my belly button has never once been itchy. Yeah, when I you stick your finger in there, know. because there's nerve endings. So while you scratch, it's like, no. oh. I'll tell you, sometimes every now and then, Catherine will stick her finger in my belly button, mm -hmm. and I want to throw up. That feeling. It feels weird, right? It, oh, I hate Let me it. Try it. Let me try it. I hate it. The nerve ending-y feeling. I hate it. I it's hate amazing. it. amazing. I hate it. Like, what do you do? You tickle it? Like, I stick my finger in. And yeah. Then, like, I stick my finger in and then rub it around while I watch TV sometimes, and it just feels really, Whoa. like, it almost feels tantalizing. Uh, no, no. No, that does nothing for me. No, and then, what you take, and, then, and then what, you take that finger and put it on your bum? Why <laughs> <laughs> it's always itchy? Yeah. Or you itch your bum first, and then you tickle <laughs> you your belly, your belly button. button. No, I don't like my belly button being touched. Do you have an innie or an outie? Uh, an innie. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Audis are weird. I would I would cut it off with toenail clippers if I had an Audi. Oh, I can't stand. I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't stand the well, look. You could have just said you'd burn it off. No, no, I could never. Um, no, but I think top of the head feels great. Scratching your foot. Scratched. But also, like, your but foot. also your back. Like Catherine doesn't do it right though. Okay, so if I have something on my back that itches, mm-hmm. and I say, babes, please, I just have like this spot on my back that's itchy. I'll lift up my shirt, and then three things happen. One, she scratches my back by taking all her fingers and putting her fingertips together. Yeah. Okay, tightly. And then scratches that way. So it's like a rake oh, going yeah. going going yeah. down your back. That's okay. Nice. Then after she scratches for two seconds, if she finds something like a little bump or whatever it is, she'll scratch me down my back for two seconds. Then all I feel are her two thumbs pinching the thing, trying to pop whatever it is that itches. And if she can't get anything out of it, then she puts an X indent in, indentation into it with her fingernail. Oh, for what? Right. She thinks that that alleviates itches. Somebody told her that that makes itches go away. Sounds if like you, she's if scratching you, her back and doesn't want to. Yeah, I, know. I remember. I know. You know, I remember... When I was younger, somebody, yeah, that was like that, a thing. Like if you got a mosquito bite, yes. you, you put an X on the mosquito bite and right. it won't it won't itch you. I yeah. don't think it that's won't true. You but I'm like, that's not a mosquito bite. Like it's like, you know, it's something else back there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or she'll try and, you know, pop a mole. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's dark and she didn't turn the lights on before yeah. she started rooting around Have back there. Have you ever there. told her to just separate her fingers? I, and all the time. All the time. And then she just says, do it yourself. <laughs> Roxy buys me back scratchers every year for Christmas. Oh my god! How many do you have? <laughs> how many? Honestly, how many back scratchers do I have? Probably about six. Oh my no. god! Yeah, I love back scratchers. Yeah. Oh my god, I love back scratchers. Do you ever use that thing on your head that is like we a have back, those too? The metal. I thing break them. We, like we go through them. Catherine always has to replace them. No, because I break your them. Head so big? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because you got a big head. No, because I sometimes use it on the cat too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the cats love it. Uh, Tom has a great question. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this question. What is the ultimate lunchtime? Is two p.m. too late? Oh, interesting. Because you think lunchtime, typically, right, we've all grown up knowing that lunchtime is noon, right? Mm. That's kind of like universal answer. Noon is lunchtime. <sighs> I always gravitate towards any time between 1.30 and 2.30 for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. is the perfect time to have lunch because then I'm satisfied right through the afternoon till it's time to have dinner. Okay, interesting. See, I have lunch 1 at 11 and then mm. lunch 2 at 2. And then what time do you have dinner? At five. Wow. Jeez, man. See, I don't eat during the day. Yeah. Right? So when's your first meal? I dinner, think we've asked din- you dinner time. That. Like I What? Eat, no. Yeah. You must have like apple. You have slices. one meal a day? Yeah. What about, you don't even eat like a lunchtime? No. What about almonds? Like a handful of almonds? No. You don't snack throughout the day? No. No. Hold every, on a second. Every, you every survive throughout the entire day by eating one meal? Mm-hmm. And it's at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're most, not hungry like throughout the no. the daytime? No. What really? about like an apple? No. Have you always been that way? Yeah. Yeah, always like yeah. an or maybe an orange. Yeah, I, I bro, mean, I, you're going through like every single food item. <laughs> yeah, said, I, uh, he I, has I, nothing. Yeah, no matter how, what else you ask him, not even a banana, not even a pear, <laughs> no. not even some raisins, <laughs> like an no. apricot. No, and I and I don't do it for any sort of whatever reason. It's just my 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 life worked out where this was the sort of schedule that worked for me. Wow. And I used to have lunch every day. I used to have lunch, and then one day I just didn't, and then I never did again. Really? But yeah. I was told that if you don't eat and you get hungry, your stomach starts eating itself. 
<laughs> but do you drink like water and stuff throughout the day? Yeah, I love, love water and coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't. Um, I, I don't uh, like during the week. And then on the weekends, right? Like I, on the weekends, I'll get up and if I'm making rocks breakfast or there's bacon on, I'll have like a couple pieces of bacon and something like that. Um, but it's not a big eater. But if I eat twice on the weekends, mm-hmm. I will eat once at like seven and then again at like eleven. Seven a.m. and eleven. No. No. 7 p.m. Oh, 11 7 p.m. and 11 p.m.? Yeah. Is, that, oh is the God. 11 p.m. the leftovers from the 7? Sometimes, yeah. Or sometimes it's a brand new thing? Sometimes it's a brand new thing. Really? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, huh. um, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, yesterday I had a little bit because Catherine made Roxy's lunch and mm-hmm. Roxy came up, Roxy came up from uh, doing homeschooling and she didn't finish her, she finished her sandwich, but she didn't finish the fries. So there was like a handful of fries left and I walked into the kitchen, they were on the counter and I ate those. Yeah. Right. And it was fine. Fries. Who's going to turn down fries? Um, but other than that, I think the last time I ate during the day was, I think I maybe had like lunch once in the past, I don't know, six months. Really? Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel like any like no. lightheadedness, nothing. I guess because no. you, your body's used to no, it. You've no, no. So, so, so the times, my problem is this, is that the times if I do eat, like if we're talking two o'clock lunchtime, yeah. right? If I ate at two, I wouldn't be able to eat dinner at seven. I would be stuffed. Really? Yeah. No, but you don't eat a big meal. No way. No, even 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 if I had a sandwich, I would be I would be stuffed. I had uh, pasta lunch yesterday. I think at what time did I have it? At like two or two thirty, and then we ate dinner at six thirty. Right. And I was fine. Oh, here, hold on, hold on. So what day? Okay, so on Monday, right? Monday, I. I had a bunch of stuff I had to do in the evening, right? And I had a bunch of stuff I had to do like during the afternoon time. So when I got home, I knew that my my evening and my afternoon were going to be ramped. So when I got home, it was around 1130, 1145. Yeah. I made a chicken bacon sandwich, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so that was 1145 a.m. And then when dinner time rolled around at 630, I couldn't eat because I was so full. Still? Yeah. Seven hours wow. later? Yeah. No way. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, I wasn't interested. And then I had another little something at around 10. No way. My schedule. So during the week when we're here doing the show, from the time I get here, I'm eating something, even if it's like Constantly. a small snack, yeah. like once an hour. Yeah. Like I finished and then a bag of Kit Kats this morning. Throw, <laughs> come on. Okay, when I say snacking, I mean like yes. healthy snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not chocolates. You've always been that way, though. Always. Yeah. And then after the show, when I get home, then throughout the day, I will eat again at least or snack. I would have like two more snacks plus a lunch and then dinner. Really? And then after dinner, I won't eat again for the rest See, of the night. I get home and before my nap, I have sliced egg and prune. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up oh. and I have a sandwich and then dinner. Wow. See, my thing is this is that I don't snack. Huh. You Ever. can't or you just don't feel Ever. the urge? I have no desire to snack. Not like a muffin or no. like handful of almonds? No, because to okay. me, if I eat a muffin, it's going to ruin dinner. Try egg and prune. Right? If I eat anything else, it's going to ruin the next meal that I'm going to have. So you think if you had, let's say, a coffee and a muffin at, I don't know, 9 a.m. Right. And you are at that moment thinking, if I have this now, I'm not going to be able to eat dinner at 7? No, no, I would probably think that I would wind up being hungry maybe at around 4, and then that's going to be a problem because I don't want to eat at 4. But then and you'll then, end up eating at 4 and then maybe again and then, at and then, and then I would, yeah, and then it just screws everything up, mm, right? Like I just, yeah, yeah. So, no, I don't snack. Like I would love to be, I see people like all the time you walk in their office, they got like a little thing of almonds and stuff like that. I've tried it, and it's just not for me. That's why working Snacking. from home has become amazing because you can just eat all the time. Oh, what'd you do? 
Is that what is that? Your almonds? I hit my nuts on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there? It's a little container with uh, sunflower seeds, almonds, and cashews. Really? Huh? Yeah, yeah. See, I wish. I wish I could do that, but I would just like I don't. I I would bring it with me every day, and I would just never eat it. Really? No. Huh. No. 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 Have you ever seen me eat during the show? Never. Have uh, you ever seen me? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Chris asks, how long could Roz and Maury last if they switched cars? I don't think I could drive Maury's car. I don't know. If, I don't know. I would have to sit in it to figure out if I could. What, is, what do you mean by last? Like until we crashed it and stuff? No. But like because Roz's truck is so big, yeah, I don't I, know if you'd be able to even reach the pedals. I, could absolutely, I used to drive a mobile studio truck. Right, but I don't know if you'd be and, comfortable in like the in like your parking garage and all that stuff. Oh, I wouldn't be able to back it up. Right, like when I drove forward. the mobile studio, I used to just park it anywhere because I couldn't parallel park it. Right, can you then, back, can you back into a parking space with my yard uh, at home? I can. Right, because I figured out where I need to point. Um, the tip <laughs> against the wall, yeah. and then back it in. Okay, okay. So, you sorry, point, what? You We're point, not about reversing okay. your car. You, you, right? you point the tip against the wall. You and point the I tip towards the wall, and then you just back it out. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have any confidence in your parking skills. Even neither parking, do I. Even parking for it. I've seen Maury's parking job. Oh, he's like on an angle because he's got this tiny little car. Like sometimes I'll walk down, and it looks like it. You know what it looks like? Like. Like it looks like somebody pulled a prank on Maury where 15 guys went down to the parking garage and picked up his car and turned it sideways in that little spot. Yeah, right? Like true. it looks like a it looks yeah. like a prank. Because right? right. his car is on the weird I've never seen a car on an angle like this in a parking spot. Yeah. But you know before. it's fine. Like it looks small on the outside, but it's huge. No, it's not. Did you say that your Yaris was huge? <laughs> yeah, you know. Even with the seat pushed all the way back, no. there's no way Dude, you'd be uh, fit, you'd be comfortable. We can us. fit groceries in there. Y- y- okay, yeah. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, no, your Yaris is not huge. Um, no, I think that Maury would. Uh, but depending, like if I couldn't reach the pedals in Maury's car, I just wouldn't be able to drive it. Like because if my if I can't extend my legs, yeah, and the steering wheel doesn't maneuver and give me enough room to put my leg underneath it, I wouldn't be able to drive it at all. I don't it must think have been I could like when Maury used to drive you for years and years and years. Yeah. Pre COVID, Maury used to drive you into work every yeah. single day. Yeah. It must have been like hella uncomfortable sitting in that passenger seat. I'm used to it though. Like that's my thing is I'm used to sitting in places where I don't fit. Right. I'm always used to squeezing into things that are too small for me. <laughs> okay. But I didn't have to work anything w- uh, while I was in there. Right. <laughs> I didn't have any jobs to do while I was in there. I just sort of sat. Um, but if I, lazy. Yeah. Like, but if I had to start using my feet for something, I might realize there's not enough room. <laughs> okay. Next question. Do you okay. wish that they had like surgery to shrink you? Why would I wish that? No so, tall person has ever went. <laughs> that 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 is a the, the thinking about surgery and your height is something only short people think about. Like where they okay, take tall, your shins out. No, or something. tall people have never thought about. God, I wonder if I could get surgery to be shorter. No, <laughs> you know no, no tall person has ever. <laughs> they took your shins out. It would, yeah, it would go hip, thigh, <laughs> knees, feet. Yeah, <laughs> be weird, bro. And my hands would touch the ground. Yeah. I'd have to wear I'd have to wear mitts all the time. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, Allison says here, uh, what is the most unsanitary thing you did before Corona that you wouldn't dare do now? Oh, jeez. I would probably 
think that like door handles, right? Touching a door handle. Sanitary. No, touching yeah. a door handle. Let me finish. Yeah. And maybe like rubbing your eye. Like if, let's say you're walking in somewhere and you got a niche and you you open a door, you go through that door, you're walking down the hallway and then like you you itch your eye, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I would think something like that. See, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right back to that when this is all over. Are you really? Yeah, of course. Once you get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Maury. See, I was thinking. Yeah, I probably will. I think everyone will. Yeah. Right. Is unsanitary. Something like eating um, takeout um, hand food without. No, that's it's always a little gross. <laughs> but I don't think that that's unsanitary. I yeah. think that like. Or coughing, coughing, and then touching an elevator button. Well, yeah, you should never do that anyway, though. Pre, yeah, even pre-COVID, <laughs> you should, you should never, you yeah. should never do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe like like letting somebody else use your phone. You yeah, know, I yeah. think maybe that. I think that that for me, it's just all the close spaces that I have to put myself in for for work. Like yeah. I, I am not going to look forward to going back and standing on red carpets and that kind of thing, where you are right. shoulder to shoulder with hundreds of people. You know, for hours. Like I just won't do it. I, I just, or, I just won't do it. I, I, I think we. I th- I, hopefully we've evolved past that. Yeah. But as far as unsanitary things go, like, geez, okay, realistically, like if I was out somewhere and let's go back to coffee and a muffin. Yeah. Right? Oh. If I'm out somewhere and I'm at a table that's a public table and I have a coffee and a muffin, right, and I take that little muffin thing off the bottom of the muffin and say that it just tips a little bit and then the muffin rolls off the paper bag and onto the table, right, I'm going to pick it back up and eat it. Where I think that people now are afraid of surfaces, like they're afraid of any contact on anything. I mean, right? let's be real. I, I would still eat the muffin. What of about, course, okay, you would what still about eat holding the holding the pole uh, in the in subway, the, in the, <laughs> the subway or the the bus? Those poles that everybody holds on to. Yeah. Like I can never like uh, thinking about that now. I could. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. You couldn't hold the pole. I can't hold the pole. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I'd have to. No, you'd almost have to like use your. Point sleeve it to or the wall the and pole. just back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you'd bring a wipe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. See, I can't become a white person. No. Right? No, it's I don't have it in me. I'm like, I I don't care about stuff like that. Like I I really I really don't. And and maybe I should, maybe I should be better. And you know, I I, I don't know, but I just I I don't care about oh, stuff like that. Buffets, I think buffets are. Gone. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something that may never come back or be the same ever again. Is buffets or samples at Costco? Yeah, that made. Oh that, yeah, I think yeah. Costco samples are done. Yeah, I yeah. think that's which done is for which sure. is a shame. Which is a shame, right? Because I, I, I and there's a lot of things like I don't. I'm telling you right now. There, I'm looking at. I, I see a lot of things around where I wonder if people are just going to keep those there even after COVID because they think it's just more efficient, but it's really just going to be a pain in the ass and a way to control people. Like I'm starting to wonder if those one-way arrows in grocery stores are ever going to come out. Oh God, I hope, I hope so. I don't know, man. Have you ever seen anybody follow them? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I don't know. I don't know. I think that I think there's these little control things uh-huh. that people are going to keep implemented just because. And and to really? me, to me, it's something like that. And I'm not saying it is that, but I think that we're going to see things that are now permanently changed in the way that we sort of walk about the world because of COVID. Well, yeah, I don't like that change. I don't like that 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 one way down like i don't like that idea no at all what yeah. about public bathrooms will that change because i'm asking that because people public what, are bathrooms you still allowed to put your your wiener through that little hole and <laughs> <laughs> hope, hope somebody's on the other side 
Wow. <laughs> Wait, why are you nervously laughing? <laughs> 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 so, you guys following me or what? <laughs> like, what do you mean about public washrooms? Like, I just think stand like the urinals are they gonna have to be separated or like urinals the already sinks? are separated? Like, I'm just trying to think of how public bathrooms would work because it's a very dirty place. Yeah, yeah, public bathrooms are dirty. I mean, now you go into a public toilet and you know, but you I, can't, like, that's why I, I know I, it's like time. every other urinal is blocked off and, yeah. and all this stuff. Like, I don't know. I like, are we gonna, you know. Jeez, man. Like, like, how far is it going to go? Like, how far is it going to go? Yeah. Like, are building codes going to change where you're no longer going to be able to build, you know, six urinals in a row? You're only going to be able to put four urinals in that space? Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I see permanent changes coming beyond COVID that will forever be with us. It, like, what are they doing in New Zealand? I, maybe I just need to research more about what's yeah. happening in New Zealand. But they got things locked down, and they're, like, in a way better place than we are here in north america yeah so i don't know what protocols they had set in place and what they've kept now well, that things easier. are somewhat Jeez. somewhat normal it's easier for new zealand one because they're an island yeah right they can when you shut the borders you don't have people walking yeah. over and driving over and doing quick flights back and forth right like yeah. get, getting to new zealand is a pain I in the ass no idea it was an island okay getting to new zealand is a pain in the ass no like, i know it's, but it's like, a commitment to go to new zealand do their grocery stores now that things are better right do they still have lines on the floor and like, stuff yeah well they yeah still i'm be sure they do i'm sure I, I, I don't people know that way yeah i don't know for sure but i don't i don't know what their sort of protocols were you know to even begin with but i just see this as things there's permanent changes coming and i don't know i don't know what they are but i think that for years we are going to see leftover rules that never went away when covid went away right yeah at kiss 925 on instagram is where you will find ask Roz and mocha oh. uh feel free to ask your questions yes damn more i love this one would you rather give up cheese or potatoes <laughs> Oh, cheese. <clears throat> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't give up potatoes. Then potato- that means you can't have fries anymore. Thank you. Amen, brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. I do love a good hunk of cheese. Yeah. No, no, no. But no, 100%. No, I'm not. I would give up all the cheese in the world. Yeah. To, if, if it Same. was between, even if it was just French fries, I would like, even if you told me I can't have any other potato other than French fries, I would still say French yeah. fries over yeah. cheese. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Because chips beca- are uh, from the potato family. <laughs> from the potato family <laughs> what does that mean from the potato family they're potatoes hence the name potato chips <laughs> <laughs> anyway um these are the kind of answers you get yeah, there you go <laughs> enjoy it love it thank you everybody <laughs> thanks for listening to the Roz and mocha show podcast catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on kiss 92.5 kiss 92.5.com or download the kiss 92.5 app